Welcome to another edition of Mass Mats and Ma'am. I am your host, the Outlaw LA Red. You can find me on Twitter at Justin Harvey75. You can find the entire show on Twitter at MMM Show75. Uh, we are joined as always by the Professor Casey. What's Is up? that what you're going by? The Professor Casey? What what do you what do you call these days? I don't fuck asshole. That's what most people call me. I don't know. Um, but what's up? I'm asshole. How's it going? Monster Palooza's tomorrow. Rest in peace, Basil Gogos. There we go. <laughs> I, I'll take any of those. They all sound good to me. Um, we're also joined by uh, the Venmo guy who's always trying to get people to send him money. Hit me up on Venmo at Byron Fever. I accept money and I turn down requests for money. Does also, that gimmick work? I mean, like, is this is this an actual gimmick? Like, this is, is a thing? I asked a friend for money to buy an FS7, and he Venmoed me 14 cents, so I'm up right now. All right, and we're also joined by our, our resident boxing expert, Eric Van Wagnon. <laughs> How's it going, E? It's a small residence that I'm guessing. Uh, good, and you can feel free to Venmo me. I, I, I have joined the ranks of Venmo myself. Well... We're Man, not I a gotta, very good podcast, so any of your thoughts on boxing are probably better than ours, though I definitely uh, – I'm excited th for this weekend with the Triple G Canelo. We were just talking about a little – or we were almost about to talk about it right before we went on, and it was just like, oh, we got to start the show now because we're about to get into it. Yeah, and Justin wouldn't let me talk about fucking Monster Cereal either until we went on the air, so there you go. Well, yeah, well, we're talking about like Booberry and Canelo and Triple G and all this fun stuff. And it's like, wait, we're, this is supposed to be the show, guys. You know what? <laughs> I can bring them together, Justin, because you know what Canelo means in Spanish? Yes. Moving on. Well, cinnamon, which Byron over here says cinnamon toast crunch is better than monster cereal. So Byron is banned is for everything. life. Banned for life. From this podcast it's not really sugar what do you have again first, first of all i believe it's cinnamon i think you're supposed to pronounce it cinnamon oh. i'm not spanish no and yeah. secondly byron what what do you have against count chocula honestly have you ever tried it because it wasn't out when we were kids in california you had to like well, fucking buy it well, as adults it was when I, I was a kid you come on yeah count chocula I had chunks. Well, I knew about it, but I was too busy eating. We had commercials, and then you could never crunch. buy it in stores. I guess California thought it was too unhealthy or something. Where were you from, know. Casey? Where'd you grow up? I grew up, up in Castaic, so so I lived in California my whole life, and in I was Pasadena, never able to get it. In Pasadena, we had Count Chocula. <laughs> we did. I had it. You know, it's good stuff. And Frankenberry. Oh, Frankenberry, yeah. yeah. Casey's parents lied to him. I, maybe I'm a lot older. Maybe 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 they ran out by the time you were. Able to get I went to the store myself, and I could never <laughs> find it. Uh, but it is delicious, and I'm I'm making up for lost time because I bought eight boxes, and now I have ten boxes. Yeah. Well, that's uh, that might be a little overkill. No, um, dude, that shit lasts until May, bro. You you just gotta you gotta pace yourself, then you're fine. When you can only buy your favorite cereal two months out of the fucking year, you gotta you gotta pace yourself. So I like Triple G this weekend. I do too. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, that's that's kind of that's I kind know of. Sold you. I agree. I agree a lot. I know um, it's it's gonna start slow because they're both a little bit slow starters. Then rounds four, five, six, seven, eight are gonna be awesome, and then I just think 
the bigger guy's going to outlast the smaller guy. I, I think I think it's a stoppage for Triple G round 10, 11, or 12. Wow, you see him getting the stop. Well, I mean, I think his power Ooh. is definitely there, and I think he's going to work really close to, to Canelo, which he's not going to like, and I think that is going to change the tide. But I do also think that if a guy doesn't answer – answer the call to come in for a round it's going to be triple g he's all he's said in the past that he's a little afraid of getting his head shook up and getting that brain damage and stuff and it's like as soon as you put that thought in your mind like he doesn't even get cut he doesn't even like he's never even had a black eye from what i can tell him well exactly so what happens if if that happens in one of those middle rounds where they're mixing it up does does he have to hurt i i honestly i i i think uh uh, they're both because they're both fairly hittable. I think you know, like they both they'll both stand toe to toe. Eventually, that's what the fight's going to turn into, and then it's just a war of attrition. And I think the Triple G's got he, he's a little bit bigger and a little bit stronger. Uh, he I had agree. his last his last two fights haven't been awesome, um, but he's also never been beat, and Canelo has. Yeah, but I mean that that beating was Mayweather. <laughs> and it wasn't really a beating. It was just that he got outpointed. True. Well, I mean, it, and that's what I don't think is going to happen here. I don't think that either of them are going to stand at range. And honestly, in this fight, I think it would benefit Canelo more to stand at range. But I don't think he's going to. I don't think that's what's going to happen. As long as it's better than that sparring match he had last time with uh, Cesar Chavez Jr. Yeah, that, that was, was that was. I awesome. can't even believe I watched that. That was. I, I mean, it was. It, watched it and then hated myself the rest of the. Yeah, I was like, man, I could have just gone to Outlaws Boxing Gym two blocks away and watched two guys spar for 12 I, rounds. Exactly. I, I go to the Wild Card West Boxing Gym, and I spend, Chris Van Heerden spars better than that every week. <laughs> yeah. It was kind of like, dang, I can't even believe they pulled this off. And then and then De La Hoya's out there all mad that you know Mayweather and Connor are getting all this press, and it's like, yeah, bro, but look at the last fight you sold us on. It's like, I know you've got the better fight right now, but at the same time, the casual fans don't know that. All they know is what you did last last i blame chavez jr for that debacle though i uh, i think canelo did what he was supposed to do but chavez jr just looked like dog shit yeah i loved everyone's response to de la hoya too when he was talking about making a mockery of boxing because everyone would just repost uh infamous pictures of him that came uh, out a short while ago i mean look how a guy chooses to dress behind closed doors is completely up to him and it the adrian adonis gimmick was going on <laughs> Yeah, he was just paying homage to the late David Carradine in his last known wardrobe. Oh my gosh, oh. really? Wow. Too soon? Wow. What? Jeez. <laughs> no, it's fine. It's totally fine. I'm just making fun of you anyway. You're off topic. Well, okay, so we're talking about boxing, but um, I think it's going to be a good fight. I don't know oh, if I want to see it. It's going to be, I guarantee it'll be much better than what we've seen lately. It'll be the best pay-per-view of the year. Well, and they and and honestly, boxing needs both of these guys to come out of this as stars. Like star star making wise, I think it's better if Triple G puts in a good showing and Canelo wins. But because um, I think it hurts Canelo a lot more career wise if he loses this fight, and Triple G, I don't think he really loses much because Triple G hasn't had as much competition. I mean, his last couple guys were were finally real opponents, but before that, he was pretty much fighting tomato cans. Well, I, I don't know. I think Triple G's the last sort of uh, untouched guy that, I mean, they were talking about, you know, Floyd coming out of retirement to fight Triple G, and, and Floyd didn't want any part of that. He shouldn't. He's too big for him. But, but, but you know, Canelo, uh, 
you know, he, he I, I mean, I don't know. I, I think Triple G had a much has a much more to lose in a loss than than Canelo does. What do I? Uh, maybe we'll see. There's a couple of weeks every year where everybody you meet is a boxing expert, and now we are in one of those times. <laughs> <laughs> well, and I and, and I'll be honest, I come in and out of it, but I, I think that this year has really been an exciting year for boxing and, I, and I'm glad to see it. Honestly, you know, I'm a, I'm a fight fan all around of all the combat sports. I mean, I'll watch a, a high school wrestling tournament, you know, any kind of mm-hmm. combat sports, but I'm glad to see boxing kind of having this resurgence and, and some exciting guys in different weight classes. And this is actually the fight that I've been hoping for, for a couple of years now. Um, so it's the and, best, it's the best makeable fight right now. So yeah. we're lucky to have it. it and it got made. And then, yeah, here comes Connor and Mayweather. The, like, oh, hey, you guys set a date. How about we set a date right before you and screw your whole giant uh, boxing pay per view thing up? <laughs> yeah, that was unfortunate. But that was a. I mean, look, uh, you know, uh, if wrestling has taught me, if my experiences in professional wrestling has taught me anything, it's they always assume you're being worked all the time. <laughs> and, and and that's the attitude I take whenever I do a, anything with Lucha Underground or deal with anybody uh, in the wrestling business. And uh, that's exactly the attitude I took as I paid for that fight and watched the entire thing. And I and I and if I went in with the expectation that I was going to get worked, then I was completely happy with that fight because I was worked. Well, yeah. I mean, I think that it was it, it, it was a grand experiment. And that experiment succeeded on many levels. Uh, those levels don't necessarily have anything to do with two highly qualified boxers in <laughs> the boxing yeah, event. Of one time. Six, Plus, we were watching 10, Lucha at the same 12. time. Six, ten, and twelve. That's all I will say. That is the number of punches thrown by Floyd Mayweather <laughs> in each of the first three rounds. Six, <laughs> ten, and twelve. I, I hope round four. I hope no one was watching those early rounds because that's when Kevin Cross was doing his run-in on the AAA show at the same time. So I hope everyone missed those early rounds. But uh, it was kind of cool. It was a cool night because we didn't have to watch the shitty undercard. We just watched wrestling instead, and then we watched the main event, and then we watched more wrestling. That kind of worked out pretty I good. Mean, I was I was watching Triple Mania and the, the yeah. undercard of the Mayweather-McGregor uh, fight, and you know, honestly, the main thing that I missed was Cross and his run in on AAA. And I caught almost everything else, sadly. And then I had to go. Well, I went He's, back and watched it. Um, so, you know, it was it was unfortunate timing. But at the same time, it was it was a great night. It was fun. There's lots of stuff going on for a change. And like the some of the dud weekends that we've gotten this year. Did you see any of uh, Triple Mania, Eric? Um. Just the important stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Just the important stuff. No, I didn't. I didn't. I didn't. Uh, I didn't. I didn't see it. Uh, I, you know, I saw some of the the stuff. El um, Ray had a crew there actually uh, shooting. Um, uh, they were doing. They were. They were shooting some behind the scenes stuff. Oh, cool. Uh, and so there was wow. a ton of people that were there. DJ was there. Vampira was there. Skip Chasen was there. Daniel Tebbets. A bunch of El uh, Ray folks w- were there. Um, some of the partners in Lucha Underground were there, but no, I, I, I missed it. I, I had to hear about everything secondhand. <laughs> Good. I, I like that. Secondhand information. That is, that's the, that's the I realm I live in. 
No, I, I know it was, kind of a, it was one of those controversial things. So you guys are setting me up for a question here. No, I mean, no question unless the chat room's got some kind of question. What, what's the chat room have to say, Byron? They just keep typing armbar. Uh, I don't know what that means. They're a fan of Chris Jericho's 1001 holds gimmick. 700 hey, moves are armbars. Here, here, let me say this about Lucha Underground. We have a zero tolerance policy on, on wrestlers uh, that are you know that intentionally put any other wrestler in in danger absolute zero tolerance policy and we've let people go in the past for that i won't name names but it has happened we've uh, found that out and we have uh, uh summarily um fired um people on our on our show um but but uh, dulce doesn't work for lucha underground right now she had a three season contract that ended and um we were told at the end of season three that she was off boxing uh gonna do a boxing career maybe uh have another child great you know like I, my first in, initial reaction was very much of like oh my god what do we do what do we do and then when i talked to the um lawyers and the you know people at mgm they said well she's not an employee of ours we there's nothing to do so um she works for Dorian. She does right. not work for for MGM or Lucha Underground currently. And um, and you know, as far as what that means, if you know, I, right now I don't have a season four pickup, so I can't even address like what are you going to do mo moving forward. I can't even address that. Well, I just think it's a shame because I, you know the character was over as much as Casey and I have gone back and forth over over her presence and persona. The character was totally over stateside, oh. and a lot of you know, people had put a lot of work into getting that character over stateside. And I don't, I, I think she's fine in Mexico to tell you the truth after she went on TV and, you know, she kind of put her plea out there on, on that side of the border. Most of the casual fans down there don't really have an issue with her. I mean, I just feel like up here on, on this side of the border, it's going to be tough for her work in Indies. And I feel like a lot of people yeah. had put time and effort into that gimmick, especially if not her yeah. as a person, that it's just kind of a shame to see that that, that gimmick is now tainted. Well, it, it, it taints her reputation as a worker, and I think that that's, you know, a really bad thing. And I, I'm not sitting here taking anybody, you know, I'm not I'm not taking uh, Dulce's side at all in this. I don't want it to feel like I'm, you know, being protective of her. But, but um, you know, the, the, that's the kind of stuff that follows you around for the rest of your career, and there's nothing you can do about it when, once you're tagged to that person. And, um, you know, if people don't want to work with you, then you won't work. And, um, I, you know, I would certainly never put anybody, I know, I know just enough to know that you uh, don't put anybody into a situation where they feel unsafe. And um, we would never do that on our show. That's all I'll say. Yeah, I mean, I, we've look, we've seen people come back like stranger things have happened in, yeah. in the professional wrestling world. And I think there's there's opportunities for anyone. But at the same time, you know, you got to make it up to the locker rooms out there. That's that's where you got the issue. It's not with any of the fans or any of the people. Like, look, if if people start letting you back in the locker rooms and back in the mat, then you know the fans are going to buy it to a certain extent after a while. Or you use the heat, one or the other. You just use the heat and to your advantage, and that's fine too. A lot of times, but you still got to you still got to have the trust of your coworkers in in any profession. And that's the important thing is that the co her coworkers have to feel like they can trust her with their livelihood and their health and their their safety and and if you don't have people willing to to put that trust in you then you're no good to any promotion no matter how talented you are and and uh um 
you know, I, I, we haven't been forced to really deal with it. And, and uh, because, you know, we've sort of had a certain path that we had, you know, if you had asked me a month ago what the plans was, what the plans were for, for Sexy Star, I would have said, well, she's not under contract, so there are no plans. Um, and that's the same answer today. But now, what Dorian chooses to do, that's up to Dorian. Well, if you do bring her back, you can put me in the ring with her because I'm pretty sure she won't hurt me. Uh, <laughs> I don't know, Justin. I've seen your like, no, she, she might fuck you up, dude. <laughs> I, and, I, and I like and I and I like her. I, I I like Dulce very much, and you know it's unfortunate when people um, uh, uh, make mistakes that that impact um, their ability to work and their ability to make a living. Um, so so uh, you know the whole thing was a sad situation, but um, and you know obviously regrettable. I'm sure if she could go back and redo it. She, she would absolutely go back and do it. But, um, you know, that's not the world we live in. So she'll deal with it. Well, you, you touched on it very briefly um, yeah. that right now there is not a season four, right? Uh, no, I mean, you know, I, I wish I could. I wish I had some groundbreaking news to say. Um, but but um, I, I'm still we're still hopeful for it. Um, you know, we're, there's conversations that are going on. Uh, between uh, the LLC and MGM and uh, the El Rey Network. And, um, you know, it's uh, th I could sit here and spout the theories that I have on why, why it's taking this long, um, but, but then it would just, you know, I, I, I think it would be irresponsible for me to say that. Um, I will just say that it, it, by there's no, I have no indications to think that we're not coming back. The timing of it, though, is is now very much in question. Um, you know, is it the kind of thing where uh, we have to rest the format a little bit and bring it back? Um, there is a there is a window of time when um, El Rey has the right to pick it up, and we have not ex we have not crossed that threshold yet. So it, the ball is in their court, and uh, I'm still hopeful. Uh, it's unfortunate because you know there was a lot of people cast and crew, myself included, who, you know, figured we would be uh, hanging out in Boyle Heights this time of year. And, yeah, uh, well, I'm honestly, I'm happy just to know that you guys are still working on it because being in TV myself, I know that really, you know, regardless of what a conversation is, when you're really doomed is when there isn't a conversation, when the phones exactly. aren't ringing, when people aren't caring anymore, when everybody has moved on, when no yeah, one's upset yeah. about it, that's when you have a real problem because that's when it's like, okay, Nobody cares. And that's, and that's not where we are. I had a call this uh, three hours ago. I was on a call about this very season for Lucha with, with some very high uh, uh, placed people in the organization. So, um, I, you know, I, I, th I think it's just one of those things that uh, um, it's going to take some clever maneuvering and budgeting and, and, uh, uh, and a little bit of luck, but, but I still feel pretty, Pretty. I still feel pretty good about about our return. You know, it's not the. Um, it's a lot of doomsaying going on out there, and I think some of that is overblown. Yeah, you know, look, I think the shirt you're wearing says it all. I think we know whose team you're on. It's the Lucha Click. Yes. It's it's the oh, fans and the believers. Too. You know, hopefully you don't have one of these shirts though. We'll get to I that know, in a minute. I, I, I owe you one. Byron. Don't I owe you one of those shirts? Yeah, I'm still I'm still waiting. He doesn't deserve one. He got me six, so I couldn't get my shirt. Fuck Byron. Wait, one of you guys, I promised one to. Maybe it was me. It was me. 
Well, Byron is the one that has been begging for one forever, but I think it would be yeah. really awesome if you just gave it to Casey instead. I'll give you both mine. How's that? I have about I have about seven of those mugs and cups. Wait, I got to ask you about the Ooh. mugs. So on the, the Way Too Real podcast last night, they were talking about the mugs, and then I, I got information that there was only like 50 or 60 of them made, but then somebody else said, no, there was enough for all the MGM staff and the cast and crew. So... Mm. Really, how much of a collector's <laughs> item is the 100th episode mug? How many are out there, Eric? This is oh, the important I should, question. I should go get them because there was actually two that were printed. One they didn't like. So there was a limited run on the first one, and they didn't like it because they didn't like the ink on it or something like that. So they said, not nah, forget it. We're not giving those away. And then just they put like the 100 that they initially ordered in like Tony Jensen's office. And then they did the other run that they, they put out that are, you know, bigger and bolder and better lettering. It looks better. And uh, um, uh, so those they made, I don't know, a thousand of or something like that. So so I have I have a couple of each. So the one that I initially yeah. heard about that that was super limited is the one that never really went out. The short one. Yeah. So when when all this blows up in your face and your whole career goes away, that's the one that goes on eBay. That's the one that I will sell to help send my youngest child to uh, college. That one. <laughs> Can I Venmo you like five bucks? <laughs> yes. Venmo is going to be very handy, right? About <laughs> Everyone's Venmo money, and only one person is going to. I'll do an, a Venmo auction. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, let's talk about it. You actually, uh, you did what very few people in TV can do. Though I think Big Brother does it like every season because they have like five episodes Ooh. a week or whatever. But you that hit show's still on the air. Big Ooh. Brother, yeah, I, a, really, yeah, they're, they're doing something. They're in the pot with some other people. Can't believe people still watch that. Show. I can't believe they're doing Celebrity Big Brother this winter. Roach is toast. That is half, going half to break Underground him. works on Big Brother, so I and I, yeah. and I constantly give those guys shit because you know, like it's one of those things where. You know, it's it's like they say the wrestling wars or whatever. It's the, the reality TV wars. Like, I don't want it to ever get canceled and, like, Bachelor, stay on the air. I want them all to stay on the air because it makes everybody work all, all the time. But but I will mock those guys uh, uh, over that show constantly. Yeah. You know, uh, no, you I, mock them. I wanted to stick around. You I should mock them for uh, not going to He-Man conventions, too. You should mock oh, them did DJ Did DJ stand you up on going to PowerCon? No, you know what? I think they probably saw my tweet saying that the con was a piece of shit and not to come. Uh, yeah. So they didn't. Wait, come, whoa, but, yeah. whoa, 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 whoa. Wait a minute. Really I've had to listen happened. to you and Krista Joseph talk about fucking power and Roach too for like a year and a half straight now. And oh, then yeah, they, they no show and you say it sucks after all this hype. Really? Yeah, dude, it was like the size of like a high school cafeteria. There were like three rows of shit. Like it, it costs the same as Monster Palooza, which is like this fucking labyrinth of tables. Uh, it, it was terrible. I did get a little can of uh, of He-Man slime that comes with uh, little slime-colored He-Man figures inside of it that are that are like the muscle figures from the '80s, but they look like they're made out of boogers. That was pretty great. But you other than trade, that, it's you could trade a Lucha Underground hundred episode mug for that for DJ. I think he would give you a trade straight across. <laughs> uh, okay, but I want the good one, DJ. I want the good one. I want the limited, the limited ass version. And you I also the, the flawed one, the flawed one that they did. Yeah. And I also I want you to call me instead of Kevin Gill next time. AAA needs an English commentator. Thanks. <laughs> Here comes a famous luchador. 
No, and poor like, Kevin Gill, man. I feel I feel <laughs> bad for the guy is it now. Like, bad? What's the, oh, he's not even on Conan's show anymore. Like, I, like apparently they got they really got into it after all after the whole thing. He took so much shit from everyone, and and I guess he's off crying in the corner about it now. And I feel bad because I like KG, but his commentary on Triple Mania really just wasn't very good. Honestly, well, I, Justin, I if, if Vamp gave him that gig because he, I know he's friends with Vamp. Vamp's involved with that. So, oh yeah, because they they uh, have some mutual juggalo friends, I'm sure. I think so. I have, I have a question. I have yeah. a question. If, if uh, you routinely shave your head and you get a head tattoo, and then you immediately grow your hair back out for the first time in decades, is that related? <sighs> Why don't you wait until he's on the show, Byron? You know he wants to do the show. He doesn't know how to use a computer. You're yeah. supposed. You volunteered to tell him how to use the Google Hangouts. He, he's oh, not yeah. good at technology, <laughs> but he he's also gone vegan and he's dropped like ninety pounds. Yeah, yeah. I noticed. That's kind of crazy. Yeah, he's he's looking pretty ripped. And I, I like I liked uh, I like swollen vamp a little bit better. I like uh, <laughs> stung by bees vampiro. That's a little happier, <laughs> a little scarier. Lights on fire better. Yeah. Oh. Oh. That was still one of my favorite moments in Lucha Underground history. I, my, my, my wrestling experience was, was uh, that was my first season. And, you know, that was a match like I had, like, you know, that was obviously a hundred something matches in the season. And it was so different than everything else. I had this moment where I think I, I pulled DJ apart and I go, wait a minute. What I just saw, was that good? <laughs> was like, did you think that was good? Because I have no idea how to process that. We almost killed a little girl in the front seat. And yeah, you're it was telling awesome. me that it was really good. <laughs> I remember seeing a family with small children walk out mid-match. Yeah, because a, a, a light tube flew over her head and shattered against the wall like a foot above her head. It was crazy. Well, see, if you're me and Casey, that is the point at which you know that the match was good. And, right. And right. I when, I, when I felt like I was going to get thumbtacks rained upon me from the superplex making them bounce at us, it, it's great. It's like you don't feel like you're – having a good time at a wrestling show unless you're fearing for your life that's my i mean yeah like when i was a teenager i was going to the ecw arena and like new jack uh, was here it is raiders off of people's heads that were landing on people in the audience and then they were rubbing weekly ecw and, reference here yeah, comes you know, to go to ecw shows when he was younger <laughs> have you ever been to a good show byron you've been to a couple good shows right I was just uh, I was just at the post SummerSlam Raw in Brooklyn. You were supposed to say yeah. Shows. You <laughs> were supposed horrible. to say yeah. You were at the fucking Ultima Lucha we were just talking about that Justin wasn't at. Byron, rub it I in his face. I don't want to. Oh yeah, no, I was at that one. Yeah, I really was wasn't good. at that one. You I wasn't invited. Well, <laughs> it was really good. You missed out on a lot. Yeah, it was great, especially the stuff that you'll never see. Yeah. You guys are jerks. Well, you know what you guys weren't there for? You guys weren't there for this episode. episode or the last episode. Or the, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, because the, the, uh, the, the, the cop brawl was also filmed that same day, I believe, because I was at that as well. Yeah, was, Justin, you're a dick, by the way. Like, I want to tell the audience what a dick Justin is. Um, we podcast with Justin the dick, and he doesn't fucking tell us what happens on these tapings. He he wouldn't tell us shit. I he think was, I brought back one little piece of caution Why tape. Why would you want to know? 
the set Jason. and I said, yeah, some stuff happened this weekend. And they were like, well, what he happened? Was, and I was like, hmm. That's well, true. You know. <laughs> whenever, he, he whenever NDA'd I was his podcast co-host. He NDA'd us. Like, seriously. Thanks, when, Justin. Whenever I would miss a taping, Casey would always be sure to let me know that I missed something super awesome. And then I'd lie about what it was like a good friend. I'd be like, yeah, dude, Sid was fucking there. Just so you know. Well, if I had told you about Riaz and Joey Ryan, you would have never believed me anyway. That like I was I'm I'm there and I see Evie Dub earlier in the day. Um, right when the the squad car is getting positioned or starting to get positioned or whatever. And I'm like, what the hell is going on? And he's just like, oh, that's just the early shit. <laughs> Wait till you see the episode 100 <laughs> stuff that we got coming up later. Because that, that was episode 99 or whatever was being filmed before the intermission and 100 was after the intermission. Where yeah, we had- there's lots of props and, and extensive setups, we do that right out the shoot, like first match of the day so we can get it over with and and uh you know have time to move everything out and it was crazy too because we walked into the temple and there's caution tape everywhere there's a damn squad car there's all these dudes in jack boots with riot gear we're like what the what the fuck happened are we all like you know getting sent to another country is this the gulag what's what's going on in here and i had no clue because we didn't know the storyline was setting it up i mean it's mostly a backstage storyline so we finally you know they come out for the match and we're like oh shit something happened backstage and it's going down between joey ryan and ricky reyes now and we're like that's why they called reyes a rat earlier because like we didn't get to see the cop thing until after the tapings more fun that way don't you think yeah Yeah, uh, i I think that lapd's finest um should have been represented or were you still working the paddy wagon detail that day eric uh, yeah, you know, I had to do an overtime shift down at, uh, the twin towers. So, you know, I couldn't, couldn't quite make it out that day. Okay. Speaking of cameos, before we get too far into this episode, what's up with Godfrey is we're going to get some more of him. I would guess so. You don't bring a guy like that out just for five seconds, do you? No, and it was like a, a huge thing. Like it was well, like somebody oh, had to shit, replace just... Lorenzo Lamas, you know? Well, first of all, there's no way to replace Lorenzo Lamas. Let's not take it down. Unless, unless you get <laughs> Jan Michael Vincent on the show, because I'm pretty sure he's still alive, I think. Jan Michael Vincent? Yeah, he's alive. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is he? I think so. He's just really fucked up. Yeah, he is. Uh, he, yeah, Godfrey, he's a fan of the show. Like, hell he, yeah, he he was a legitimate fan, and so you know, it's kind of it's kind of weird when you um, like, who can we get to this? Sometimes you have to say, okay, well, who will who can who can we get? <laughs> we'll do it. <laughs> we'll do it for the little bit of money that we have and work non-union, and uh, you know, come out and do that. And you know, the good thing about Lorenzo was. Is, he uh, had was mo- he had moved out of L.A. to go be a, a helicopter pilot in Las Vegas, so he's not even in the acting business anymore. And uh, uh, but but we you know we love that character, and when we started seeing those scenes with him and Dario, um, we we started writing all the, the storyline for him. <laughs> Finally, he calls me. He's like, "Hey, Eric, dude, I, I'm not an actor anymore, man. I, I got a, I got an air I got a, a helicopter business in Vegas. You got to write me off. I can't do. I can't keep coming to L.A. to shoot shoot this stuff." So that's when, uh, so I called DJ. I'm like, he, he, you got him one more day. We we got to. He's like, I'll have Cage kill him. I'm like, perfect. So, <laughs> well, see, that's got to be fun. It just be yeah. like, yeah, well, great. We get to kill Lorenzo Lamas today on short notice. Let's do it. <laughs> it was. It was a very short notice kill. And so the the role that Lorenzo was supposed to play has now been taken over by Godfrey. I just were like there, the Godfrey said Pentagon. 
Were there other options that you were? Uh, there's always other options. I mean, there's always look. There's always there's there's always we're in we're in L.A. for God's sake. Like uh, no, I mean I mean on how you're going to kill him besides pop his oh, head. Oh, like, uh, I I just left that up to DJ, and I think it was the best one. It came out. Yeah. It came out great too. Like, the the eyeball, eyeball. In the yeah. script, the eyeball smash was written in the script. Sometimes uh, Skip improvises those kind of things, but the 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 squishy eyeball was was. Chris to Joseph's brilliant creation. Where would you just pop one out of a PA? I, we yeah. just let, we let Skip worry about this stuff. He's like, <laughs> how do you handle your PAs? Good God. Dude, Byron, they're in oil heights. You go to a butcher, you get some fucking eyeballs, you use real guts, and then your set smells like shit the rest of the day. I thought you made a horror movie. Jesus Christ, Byron. It was in Pennsylvania in the woods. The, 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 the temple smells like shit all the time anyway. It's yeah. Funny. Yeah, it's that one it's corner. True. We call it Pooh Corner outside. I know why. Yeah, I yeah. know why. Oh. I don't get it. I, was, oh. I remember that. That was scandalous. <laughs> a couple, couple, three scandalous things. Well, hopefully we get back for some more scandalous things. Yes, yeah. yes. Um. All right, so how does it feel to get to, to 100? Because like what I was saying before we started talking about Big Brother, um, there's not a lot of shows that really get there. I mean, if you're on a network, you figure you get 20 to 23 back in the old days. Nowadays, it's like 13. I mean, yeah. Game of Thrones will never even hit 100 episodes, right? So, like, how does it yeah. feel to get to 100? You know, I, was, I, I was thinking that. It's like of all the shows that I've worked on in like 27 years now of television, I can, I can, I can list them on one hand that made 100 episodes. And it's like Survivor, uh, Amazing Race. Uh, apprentice and i didn't do a hundred I, I didn't do a hundred on on all of those i'm just saying i was around uh, th those shows have done over a hundred and then lucha you know, <laughs> in fourth place you know and those shows are like institutions those shows are, are, are uh, um you know those, those those are sort of once every couple of year kind of programming and uh yeah i mean it's it's if you'd asked me four years ago that we'd be uh, looking at a hundred episodes i'd have said I just said, yeah, and Donald Trump will be president, too. Ah. <laughs> oh. Well, I mean, and you guys hit it in basically like three years. I mean, I know it's been, what, four since you started the whole project, but it's really only yeah. been on air for, for under three years, right? Yeah, season one was 40, season two was 26, season three was uh, 40 again, or 39, 26, and, and, and 40. I remember being blown away when I showed up that day because I don't, I don't think that many of us, even the hardcore fans, knew that it was the 100th episode or maybe we had heard the day before or something. But getting there and the atmosphere that was going on with everyone was pretty amazing just from people standing around making their, their cricket, you know, banners from the printer or whatever. Yeah. Like it was, it was almost an Ultima Lucha vibe, but it was, there was a little more reverence to it like i think people were actually honored to be there that day and it wasn't so much about what crazy shit are they going to throw at us it was more like holy shit we're like involved with something that's really happening here yeah and you could tell people were trying to do the math in their heads because like i think at that time we'd only aired up to like episode 50 something <laughs> <laughs> so they're like wait a hundred I'm like, yeah, we got a whole year's worth that we've banked. You guys have sat through a year's worth of wrestling television that we have not shown yet. So, you know, I, I'm watching these episodes now, like almost completely brand new. Like I'm see, I feel like I'm seeing them for the first time because it's like, oh, hey, look who joined, Killer Cross. Oh, Jesus, there's a killer in the room. <laughs> <laughs> good evening. Hi, good afternoon. Good day. 
Uh, I think it's evening for Byron because he's on the East Coast. Really? New York. That's gross, Byron. Yeah. You're lucky, Kevin. You showed up before. uh, You showed up after EV Dub told us all his thoughts on Triple Mania. Oh, dear. (laughs) Not that he said anything bad about you. I didn't see it, Kevin. Don't worry. I didn't see it. But I'm glad that you got a big push. Oh, I am too, man. It's been awesome uh, being in front of a, a crowd like that, that energized. I mean, that was insane. But uh, Did anyone you know, tell is- you that your mother's pussy smells like sour milk? Because if they don't tell you that at a, at a Triple Mania show, then you're really not over as a heel enough. <laughs> well, I've had Ziploc bags of piss thrown at me. Going on? <laughs> oh, you had the Ziploc bags of piss thrown at you? Oh, they yeah. use the ones that actually seal? Yeah, that's what happened to Luis. Luis's first first experience with an angry wrestling crowd was exactly that phrasing. So, um, it, 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 Dario Dario was baptized by fire on uh, five minutes into his wrestling career. Sounds about right. A rocks, piss, bottle, um, yeah, and uh, other unknown liquids. Wow, that's super uh, duper gross. Do they have a lawyer come out at Triple Mania and tell everybody that they might be exposed to bodily fluids? <laughs> no way in hell. It's not a no. real show if they don't. I saw Cat today, actually, the lawyer that used to do that that spiel. And, and I, I was at MGM today and bumped into her. And, and, of course, we had to reminisce about how people would bring signs in her honor. And she was always the best person to actually do it. Oh, hold on one sec, guys. You blowing up. No, that's my son calling me, wanting me to come pick him up. Oh, we're going to lose up. Well, I wanted to congratulate you again on yes, the 100 episodes because it's really ridiculous and crazy that, you know, from from us just going and hanging out in the temple to seeing the temple fill up and to seeing like just the deafening roar that you could get from 400 people to actually getting to 100 episodes is freaking amazing. I don't know if we all thought it was going to get there and regardless of what is coming in the future, I think this is a, a huge moment to be celebrated by everybody involved. Well, thank you. I mean, it's it's uh, uh, it was a, a um, it's been one of the really fun, fulfilling, exciting, frustrating, crazy experiences. Uh, I just want you to think you've, you've done it all. Uh, you, you do so, a show like this, and and, and everything uh, after this will seem really boring in comparison. But uh, you know, I, it's really a credit to the talent. You know, the wrestlers. Uh, I mean, everybody knows anyone who works in television. Casting is everything. Um, uh, the, the guys who show up and and do what they do, um, not even prompted by us. We don't tell people to, to do the things they do. They they do it because they love it, and they they um, you know everybody wants a chance to 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 shine in the way that they choose on Lucha Underground. So we, you know, we let them in, um, you know, thanks to DJ and Roach and those guys uh, giving everybody the right opportunity. And, and really the most important thing about season four is we got to get Killer Cross on this show in the worst yes. possible way. And uh, I, the, I, I look at like the delays in this and, and I feel like poor Kevin is, is got the biggest burden um, because he was set to take off in season four, and now we've just been playing the waiting game and the waiting game and the waiting game. And and, and Kevin, you are a good guy for, for hanging around and, and, and waiting. And I'm glad that Dorian is at least uh, uh, capitalizing to some extent. Um, but we can't wait till we get to do it on Luke Town Man as well. So, um, and thank you. Thank you. Know, you. I can't, can't wait to get back there with everyone. No, it's going to be great. Kevin's one of the good ones. Um, guys, always huh. good to see you. 
Uh, I hope I didn't say too much. Uh, <laughs> we don't. We don't ever hope that. We hope you always say too much. But we, you know, <laughs> triple G by stoppage in round eleven. That's that's what I will leave you. I got triple G in round ten. So <laughs> Kevin, we're, we're, Kevin, what's your call? You know, this is a 50-50 fight because if Triple G takes shots to get in, and you know he likes to do that, this is yep. not the guy shots with. But he's really smart, so he might bait him. You know, I think Triple G, uh, the the keys to victory here is to bait him um, up there but not be available to hit and counterpunch Canelo. But if Canelo hits clean on Triple G, that's going to be a wrap, I think. But like I said, 50-50. I think the middle rounds of this fight are going to be awesome. I can't wait to see yeah. it. Let's all hope so. Hey, Eric, before you leave, um, yes, you know, we had mentioned on our show that, that MGM has got some interest in WOW. Is there anything going on on that front that you wanted to talk about? Uh, you know, yeah. I mean, we, you know, there's been some meetings. Um, you know, David McLean, who's, uh, you know, one of the great characters in the history of uh, wrestling and women's wrestling in particular. I've gotten to know David um, you know, we've had some meetings about uh, MGM getting involved in helping them sell uh, the WOW show and got to meet uh, with uh, Jeannie Buss a few times. And as a lifelong Laker fan, I can tell you that was an absolute uh, it, it, thrilling moment to go hang out in her office with her. Um, uh, but there, there, there is, you know, it's sort of in the hands of the MGM development team. And I've popped in and out on some of their discussions. But, but you know, um, I, I think you're going to start hearing more and more from WOW come, uh, uh, in the next year. I think, I think uh, WOW is poised for a more mainstream comeback. Well, That's let's hope so. I mean, like, look, women's wrestling is totally hot right now between May Young and Sabotage mm -hmm. and the, all the stuff that's going on out there. And, you know, even the, the women's division in WWE is actually sometimes getting a good treatment these days. So and Glow, um, they had a good Glow was a big, you know, sort of breakout summer hit on, on, on Netflix. And, uh, you know, we have that guy, we have the guy from Glow. So, uh, it would yeah. be a shame if we couldn't come up with a creative way to, um, um, sort of, you know, use the buzz around, uh, around women's wrestling and about David and, you know, all the crazy stuff. So I, I do think, uh, I do think there will, well, hopefully there will be some, um, things coming up in the future. Uh, between MGM and David and Jeannie, that would be that would be cool. And if I can be involved in it in any way, uh, I absolutely would be. Well, hey, you know where to come to talk about it. If you got anything to tell us about future of Lucha Underground or Wow or any cool stuff you got going on over at MGM, or if you just want to come and hate on Big Brother some more, you're always welcome, my friend. I'm always <laughs> willing to do that. <laughs> Cheers, Eric. Go get your kid. Get out of here, man. All right. Thanks, Thanks See you, Kevin. Thank Bye, you. guys. Bye. Thanks, sir. All right. Man, this the, the timing couldn't work out better. You cross over with EV Dub, and now the killer is here. And dude, I, it's ridiculous. Like every time we talk to you, and then you go away, and you do all this crazy shit. By the time we talk to you again, and it hasn't even been <laughs> that freaking long. Like you, I can't. I think I'm really sick. You, you like you have gotten over in a whole nother country on a whole nother level. Um. And for a while, people were like, you know, I was I was busting people's balls that I had heat with you because all this shit was going on and I wasn't getting the inside scoop. And I was just like, God damn it. What what is Cross, Cross is murdering people? We should know about this ahead of time. Uh, yes. Well, the problem is, is that uh, I'm a very impulsive individual and uh, I don't even know what's going on ahead of time. And neither does the company. Ha! So, <laughs> you know, uh, yeah, I'm back. And now we can talk about anything. We can get nuts. We can let the zombies out. 
I'm ready for the apocalypse. What the hell's been going on with you guys? What's new? Dude, I mean, everything is new. Everything is new and old. My my show is, uh, since last I saw you, my show started airing on Discovery Channel, Cheap cheap Plug, Gear Dogs, Monday nights, 10 p.m. Ooh, that's a good time slot. It's a terrible yeah, time slot because yeah. everyone who watches this show is freaking watching Raw, and they don't care. But I'm like, dude, watch the Hulu version. Watch my show live. I need the numbers. Yeah. Vince doesn't oh, the shit, numbers. dude. I got to plug the Hulu version of Raw and SmackDown. Cause shit, I watched SmackDown. I haven't watched WWE in two years. I watched SmackDown yesterday because I got fucking Hulu. Cause let me tell you guys something. Any of you that are college students out there, you can get a Hulu subscription and a Spotify subscription for $5 a month right now. It's a special deal. You have to verify that you're enrolled in school and all that shit, but it's worth it. I just wanted to catch up on Rick and Morty, but yeah, dude. We'll do it. 90 I, I, minute raw much, is good raw. That's pretty much the only way that I watch it. I mean, every now and then I'll put it on the background on Monday nights, but certainly not while my own show is, is airing. And Byron, your show's still on Saturday nights, right? Saturdays, uh, I think 10 p.m. On What's the it called? Off channel, uh, Get In Where You Fit In on the Vanilla Ice Project. Vanilla Ice Project. You know, I don't, I don't have a fucking show, but I'm going to Monster Palooza tomorrow, so your shows can suck my dick because I'm going to go fucking hang out with zombies and monsters and shit. I'm going to, you know, fucking say what up to Jason and Leatherface while you guys are like, mm. oh, I, I did a show with Vanilla Ice like 12 years ago that's finally airing. You know what? I'm going to Monster Palooza tomorrow. Dude, stop Living by the, the uh, stop by the Crypt TV booth and say what's up to Erica Gradiaga, who's a good friend of mine who did a Crypt TV short not too long ago with a couple of cool guest stars in it that I know. So yeah, so, and so I, I liked it. That booth. I liked it. It was it's called good. Morgu. So. It's called Morgu. Watch it, guys. She's an awesome director. Um, all right, so Kevin, let's talk a little bit about AAA. I know you got some other stuff coming up soon, but I want to talk about AAA because we haven't talked to you since like the shit hit the fan. I think the last time we talked to you, you had just popped Tejano's eyes out. Yeah. Um, and we haven't that really talked dope. to you since then, but I've recently, I'm going to start current and work backwards and I don't know how much more you've taped for them, but I currently saw a picture of you standing over what Rhea Scorpion and the recently unmasked Dr. Wagner. Jesus Christ, are you killing legends now? That's what has to happen. I mean, look, uh, the title <laughs> picture is, is fantastic, but people are really upset that John has all the belts, and I think that's funny. So let's keep the belts on John. Um, and, uh, I mean, not to toot my own horn, but I am the only reason that John has retained the titles in situations that were not complimenting uh, a one-on-one -on -one capacity. And if you notice, anytime John has been in a one-on-one -on -one match, I've been a gentleman. I sat in the back. I had some popcorn, a Diet Coke, and I watched John decimate these guys. But the company has continuously put Johnny Mundo into situations where it's been, you know, he's in uh, triple threats. But the company is booking, you know, Phantasma and Tejano, who publicly are best friends in these types of situations, we all know it's going to be a handicap match. So, you know, when, when stuff like that happens, I have to interfere. I have to uh, make sure that the ball stays in the proper court, but on my own accord, I'm going to go after the people that are on the posters. Wagner's everywhere. Why wouldn't I dive bomb Wagner on a set? Ray Scorpio made his debut. Hi, my name's killer cross. Uh, welcome to the hospital. And then psycho clowns there. His face is everywhere. We got to dive bomb him too. He was in the picture, um, but he was in the, or he was there at night. But they didn't get him in the picture. He was in the corner in fetal position. But, uh, yeah, things have been good. 
And you've got your work cut out for you because I think in the next big show, Mundo's got to wrestle like 80 times against 50 different people. So you're going to get your hands dirty, I think. Yeah, it might be yeah if that booking problem. holds, that's going to be I, – I've heard that the, the setup or what's coming is that, you know, Johnny's going to have to defend these belts and that uh, there's going to be – that Vamp's kind of fucking with him a little bit to, to make him deal with it now. But I guess that puts you in an awkward situation. It does put me in an awkward situation, but I mean, to be honest with you, I'm just waiting. I mean, any day now I'll get fired, I'm sure. So, I mean, I'm not on the show on the 23rd. Um, and then, uh, I mean, who knows? I mean, AAA might just get rid of Killer Cross before that uh, that show just to secure that Johnny loses those belts. Well, I, they, better, uh, I, they better stack the border so you can't cross into the country if I, that I happens. Think the, <laughs> I think the real awkward situation is deciding which of these 900 wrestlers to incapacitate first. And I, you know, that's what we're looking forward to seeing is some motherfuckers getting dropped on their heads. And if the, killer, more, yeah. the more that Meatloaf cries, the better. So if it's Phantasma, go right ahead. <laughs> he's, he, he's in the chat right now. We like making him cry. Oh, dear. You know, if, <laughs> if Cross saw any of these guys backstage on that October 1st show, he would make sure they had no ability whatsoever to even walk down to the ring. But who knows? I might not even be there. We'll see what happens. It'll be we'll good. see. I'm looking yeah. forward to it. I think that the, the business-wise, uh, even if they're trying to get everything off, I mean, look, they'd be smart if they're trying to get belts off of Mundo not to even let you in the country. Let's just be honest. But for the sake of their crowds and keeping the money flowing down there, I got to think they want to let you in the building. It just seems like a smart play at this point. They've got some they've got some heat invested in you and people genuinely hate you on a pretty visceral level down there, which yep. you know might kind of be scary to walk around in an arena, but at the same time that's that's good for their product. I mean, they got to have a bad guy and I'm pretty sure you're it. <laughs> you know, uh, that's you know, that's what we're striving for. Some people are appreciating your work because I, I have already had a fake Mexican Kevin Cross friend me on Facebook. So uh, I think your work's going pretty well down there. Uh, oh, I think it's I think people are appreciating it so yeah. much that you're seeing uh, you're seeing some some forms of flattery through imitation on some of the big shows these days. Oh, Jesus what? Christ, Justin. Uh -oh. <laughs> yep, I'm glad somebody said it. I mean, my God. But, you know, to be honest with you. I never, I've never once ever gone out of my way to rip anybody off, um, but uh, my influences bleed through, and uh, everyone, I mean, if anyone's ever seen me work, you're going to see some Taz, you're going to see some Kawada, you're going to see some Kabashi, some Misawa, and uh, I don't hold it against anyone when, when their influences bleed through as well, but it's just kind of interesting because you, you do see some things that no one's done really as a heavyweight in the last 12 years that I've been the only one doing that they're suddenly now doing on TV now that I'm on TV in Mexico, but Hey man, we we don't have to go there. Nothing makes any sense. And this isn't, you know, this is the matrix. So, you know, yeah. bang my head through this window over here. It's uh, it's okay. Cause I'm pretty sure I just saw Kofi Kingston steal one of Aerostar's dives and it went very horribly uh, on SmackDown <laughs> this week. Uh, yeah. Oh, did he do the thing where he runs to the ropes and then he like, no, he, he, fucking, he stole the trust fall, dude. Yeah. Oh yeah. I wouldn't do that in WWE. I wouldn't do that fucking anywhere. Dude, Aerostar's <laughs> crazy. Okay? Like They don't yeah. catch you on your dives or falls in WWE. 
Grand Metalik, I think they don't even let him wrestle because is, is that is that how you pronounce that? Wait, wait, who? Gra yeah. Grandma? Grand Metalik. How am I supposed to know how you pronounce it? Fucking hair care. Grand Middle East. How am I supposed to know? I never see him on TV. <laughs> okay, that's a good point. <laughs> hey, talent. all you got to do is uh, listen to the Cubs fan. He knows when he's going to be on TV. So there you go. Um. So let's. Look, I want to talk to you a little bit about Triple Mania because we haven't talked to you yeah. since then either. Huge, huge show. Um, so awesome that you were on it. So incredibly pissed that you were on it right when I was watching the McGregor Mayweather fight. So I had to watch your segment of it later. I was furious about that. Like I wanted to call Vamp up and DJ and Dorian and everybody and just be like, really, really, did you have to fucking put Cross on right at this particular second? You couldn't have dragged that out just a little bit longer or gotten it on earlier. But that's the story of my life, dude. But go ahead. But no, I think the Twitch thing was awesome because I think a ton of people still saw it. They replayed it a bunch of times. I know a shitload of people that watched it so i yeah. really i really appreciated that they did the twitch thing i hope they keep doing it in spite of yeah. all the shit that kg took for his commentary on it i don't care i'll even i would watch it again with kg if they keep doing it um the twitch thing was awesome so i thought that was great too i mean i thought the level of exposure that you got that day was great and and I, you know, you had a great run-in spot and, and you weren't even on the bill. Like a lot of us didn't know if you were actually going to be there or not. So talk to us about the big show, man. It's one of the biggest wrestling shows of the year. And please yep. tell us how scary those ladders are because they looked fucking horrifying. Sketch. <laughs> uh, here's a funny uh, detail before I forget. If you go back and watch that match, you'll notice that there were steel reinforcements on all the tables. Oh. Let's just start the conversation <laughs> off with that. Definitely <laughs> go back and Tables were all reinforced. Uh, poor John. Uh, poor everyone. But, um, yeah, I mean, on the, on the lighter side of things, um, that was a really cool experience. I tripped out when I was there because the day before, I uh, got into the building to scope everything out, and they were running the tributes and the highlights and stuff like that from the previous Triple Manias. And just seeing, like, uh, Paraguayo, and uh, they had Art there. Art Bar was up there, and Eddie, knowing that Ray was on that stage. So many people that uh, I've grown up watching or just have recently discovered over the last five years that I've been kind of studying. And being there uh, on, a, on a stage and a place where those guys have been, it was really fulfilling. I don't know how to better describe it than that, but it was mm -hmm. a really, really cool experience. I was very grateful. And honored and privileged is something that's overly used and almost has no meaning whatsoever because so many people say it. But I'm going to say it with the utmost sincerity. I was honored and privileged to be there in any capacity whatsoever. I mean, there's over 5,000 professional wrestlers alone in North America. And, uh, you know, I was one of those people that got to be there for that event. So I was very grateful to be there. I thought it was awesome. Yeah, it, it was sweet. I mean, like... This promotion has been a great, I think, just a great avenue for you, and they needed it. You know, we talked about that last time, and hopefully, hopefully, they still got a few more things for you. And then, hopefully, by the time they don't have anything for you, EV Dub's got this season four thing uh, lined up, and you can come up here and destroy some more people. I have Except a question. I want you to come. I really, really would love to see you come into the temple now as the super, like, autograph signing over the top happy baby face like giving out teddy bears and candy to little kids 
like let's just completely break the mold here do you think do you think you could do that do you think you could do the uber like more hugs than bailey level baby face i could be the next stephen richards to the most obnoxious annoying level you could possibly imagine like i'm talking right to censor uh you know out there to protect everyone including from themselves i could do that um but i think uh I think my preference would be to just annihilate the whole room. No, but I could do both. I got a question for you, Kevin. While you're annihilating people at Triple Mania, what were the genes of choice for the run-in, and were they the Chuck Norris action genes? <laughs> Was it stretch question. crotch? Uh, I, I they, they were the Chuck Norris action genes, and I had the cowboy hat that never falls off when you sidekick. Yes. But I yes. don't want to steal Tejano's hat. He comes down with a hat, so I left it in the back. But uh, yeah, uh, that was funny. I had all of my gear and I had a suit and a casual pair of jeans and I had no idea what was going to be going on that day. So yeah, I figured it would probably really confuse people if I ran down with my wrestling gear on mm -hmm. uh, because it wasn't in the match and I wasn't cashing in. People thought that I was going to be cashing in on that day. So I didn't want to confuse the audience or anyone watching it. So I tried to go in there as Sid Justice as I possibly could. <laughs> yes. King Sid. Well, King I mean, there was Sid. no there was no reason for you to cash in yet, man. I figure I figure your cash yeah. in will, will come at an appropriate time when, you know, when you feel like it, the belt needs to be around your waist instead of your friends. That's just my opinion. Exactly. I don't have to answer that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, the whole purpose of me getting the cash in the case was to get it away from that mascara to bronze kid, right? Mm -hmm. So, you know, now that he couldn't cash in on John and I have it, I'm just going to hold on to it forever. It's going to collect dust. Right. Since he, so, you know, he was keeping his lunch in it to go to school and shit because he's like eight years old and, you know. Look, just don't just don't send it in with anybody for any photo ops or anything like that. Like, make yeah. sure you go with it wherever wherever it needs to appear. Handcuff it, it to your wrist. Take it when you leave. The, the best gimmick would be the guy who runs down to cash in the case, but he left the case somewhere and someone took the papers out and for once they open it to see if the contract's there and he can't catch <laughs> The first time they actually open it for the contract. Like we got to double check this first. <laughs> that would be awesome. This is a legally binding document so, that we need to examine. Yeah, sir, you just have this, the briefcase. Where, where's the material in it? What are you talking about? Ring the bell. Like, that would be the funniest. And that's how you get the new wrestler in with the notary gimmick, because you know how Vince used to love wrestlers with jobs, so they could have a guy with a stamp that, like, notarizes people before he beats them and shit, or he, like, certifies that they've been pinned. He's just like, Psha! you can have that one for free, Kevin, if you want to do that. Psha! Thank you. I was thinking about putting the coins on his eyes and getting, like, a, a little gavel and an X stamp on his forehead, but I'm sure the boys don't want to get their heads stamped every night, so... <laughs> But especially yeah. especially when it's a guy you don't like and you use permanent like, ink without telling him. I don't know. You, People wrestled the boogeyman and he did some weird stuff. Oh, yeah. Hopefully they got bonus pay for that. They're eating worms and dogs. Yeah. Out of his mouth. It's, yeah, duh. That's all fun games. <laughs> I'd rather get... Eating dog know. shit. So good. Yeah. Oh, poor British Bulldog. Oh, God damn it. Oh. Uh, the rock bottom and the dog shit match. Yeah, that was... That's Great book in there. Oh, I think that was one of DJ's ideas. Uh, I, it, you know, I'm just gonna say it was like the Katie Vick thing. I'm gonna say it was. I heard the Katie Vick thing was DJ was too. 
No, see, I got I got scared because I said that on the show, and he never said I was wrong, and he was there during the Katie Vick thing, so that might actually yeah. be legit. He never he, said was he there, an asshole. Was he there for the birth of a hand? I don't know. Did Ooh. he do that one too? We don't. I mean, know I'm pretty did. sure he's responsible for for Kelly Kelly stopping the striptease thing. Mm-hmm. You guys heard the story about the hand, though, right? Like what it originally was going to be, what Vince wanted it to be. What's that? He wanted to like pull out a fucking water bottle, so it was like she gave birth to a douchebag, and oh. uh, they're like, "We can't fucking do that, no." And, I, and then she would say, "I wonder where that went." And um, this is legit. This is legit. And uh, yeah, so they're like, uh, "Fuck, what are we gonna do?" And then someone else decided the hand. I don't know why. Maybe they're fans of the Adams family. Who is it? You know, uh, great show. But yeah. Um, it was pretty. I mean, it's pretty random and ridiculous, no matter how you cut it. But we're just going to chalk all those up to DJ. We're just going to say he wrote yeah. all of them, even if he was not even even there. Well, yeah, yeah. he hasn't denied it. I always wanted Kane to have like a part-time show called like the Katie Vicks series, and I just wanted it to be completely ridiculous. But that's just me. I have a very strange sense of humor. But you I know, remember the outrage. I got something. What's that? It, it, there's a novel, okay? It is the f- most fucking weird thing you will ever see. The WWE mm. actually fucking put out that was supposed to put all the Kane continuity, all the fucked up stuff that they like messed up and put it all together so that it it was like the real story of Kane is a novel. And this is this is real. So, okay, so since they revealed that The Undertaker's name was Mark Calloway on the air, Kane has to be Kane Calloway, so that's his real name and storyline for him. Okay, then um, they, you know, there was the whole thing about the fire, and then uh, he did decide to become a wrestler. But you know, Undertaker, when he was originally Kane the Undertaker, that was in tribute to his dead brother. So they even put that in there. They they get all these little tidbits, right? So Katie Vick happened. Because in the Katie Vick angle, they kind of fucked up, and Kane said he was touring as a wrestler when it happened, when it's like, you're supposed to be a burn victim that uh, just kind of came back and wasn't burnt when we took your mask off. So they had to explain all that shit, too. It's a fucking clusterfuck and um, amazing. Did like, they explain his haircut when he took the mask off? Well, it was supposed to be that, okay, like, originally I think it was supposed to be that he was burnt, but then they said his scars were only mental. But why does he not have eyebrows or like half of his head of hair? I don't know. Yeah, like they didn't even shave like the whole Kogan like horseshoe. They just shaved the front half of the hemisphere. Yeah, they went kind of like, kind of like a sun visor, like Statue of Liberty style almost. Like, like he definitely lost a bet, uh, inconveniently right before he lost his mask. Jesus, you guys. Like are... he was on a losing streak, big time. Clearly, clearly, you have way too much time on your hands. Dude, I yeah, I fucking read that book. What do you think, dude? Of course I had a lot of time on my hands. Well, okay, Kevin, you said that you're not going to be down in Mexico on the 23rd, which is probably good because you're doing FSW on the 24th, right? I got my hands full with the Interventor of Violence, Tommy Dreamer in Las Vegas at Samstown on the 24th. You know, this... This this hurts my parts. First of all, you have you you should shamelessly plug it because it's a fucking sweet card. You got you versus Tommy Dreamer. You got Matt Bro Riddle versus the Machine. Uh, you got what Keith Lee Cobb and w- Willie, Willie Mac Mack in a three way. Good. Oh Lord. shit, dude. Oh, that's a, that's dope. Um, like uh, what R- Reno Scum's in there. 
Um, who are they facing? Bon- bonus Boys, I think, right? Bonus Boys. Yeah, yep. and then uh, I know Hammerstone's on the card and Callahan's on the card, right? Havoc, yep. Jessica Havoc's on there. Heather Monroe's on there. Who else? Sammy Guevara. The Sixers are going to be competing against the uh, Sammy Callahan's guys, the Ohio Valley Killers. What I don't know their names. The Christ Brothers. Yeah, as yeah. I, I don't know. They do have a new. They have a new gimmick name. I don't know what it is. I know who they are, and I know all of their work. I just didn't know what they were rolling with. But yeah, Christ Brothers will be there, whatever, under some alias. Yeah, and it's so. Sammy Guevara and Scorp- Scorpio Sky's there too, right? That's right. Yeah, Scorpio's going to be there. Guevara. Yeah, it's going to be a crazy show. I mean that's that's fucking ridiculous. First of all, I'm working and I'm gonna be in like Louis middle of Louisiana, and I'm super super pissed because that is absolutely a show I would have driven to Vegas for. Say um, say hello to the Skinner for me, Justin. But oh god, I'm I, I'm deathly afraid. But I'll tell you about that later. I'm going to some po dunk spots on my new my new job, my next show. Dude, so, uh, I want Kevin Cross to not only beat Tommy Dreamer. Wait, wanna, what the fuck? I, really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. First, I want you to drop him on his fat head, and then I want you to get his mouth and say, make him say like a puppet, like Casey is better at the wrestling name game than Matt Stryker, just so he can hear Tommy Dreamer say it, and then he'll start crying because he's dodging me. He got this whole season four delayed, so he doesn't have to do the wrestling name game with me. I'm on to your game, Matt Stryker. I do believe that Striker is dodging you, but does do we have to get Tommy Dreamer beat up for like I'm really hoping that there's some last second swerve and this turns into like a tag match where Tommy doesn't really have to go with Kevin no. or that like somehow Dude. they end up on the same team. Like this this is one of my, my childhood idols, Kevin, and I'm very, very afraid for his the life. only the only hope that Tommy Dreamer has is if they change it to a fucking pie eating contest, all right? Cross is gonna destroy this man. Well, I, I'm not disputing that part of it. What I'm uh, saying is I love Tommy Dreamer, and this is really, really unfortunate for him. Like, I hope that they really drove the money truck up to his house and just dumped off piles of money to even have him step foot in the ring with, with Kevin. This is really unfortunate. Well, what's the nicest way that you could totally destroy Tommy Dreamer? Out, you know, out of respect. He just wouldn't allow that to happen, though. I'm anticipating Tommy getting a hold of weapons and trying to break everything in the room over my head. So I'm a lot for I know where you guys are coming from, but I'm a little bit more concerned that Tommy's going to maybe show up with a cheese grater or a staple gun or maybe a rocket launcher. I mean, I thought you're going to say cheese steak. <laughs> hey. He's going to show up with the cheese steak. But, yeah, yeah. Just don't, if he tries to hit you with the cheese steak or do like if he like eats the steak and tries to miss you with it or something, that's not cool. Someone should do that though, like chew up food and miss someone because that's fucking gross. I'm not. I'm not going to lie. If there's a cheese steak <laughs> spot, I'm going to pop for it. <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm watching a lot of Raven. I'm watching a lot of the people who used to terrorize him, mm-hmm. and that's all I'm gonna. See. And that's what he's gonna be getting on the uh, on the 24th. He's gonna be getting a reminder of all the people that put him through hell in ECW. Oh. And I know, but there's gonna be a whole lot of that coming. That I, ho- I hope you're so. watching some Bulldozer Brian Lee while you're at it. Wow, those tables <laughs> will not. Those tables won't stand a fucking chance. I'll tell you that much. Well, for anybody who's in the Vegas area, anybody who's going to be in the Vegas area, it's Sunday the 24th. That's Sam's Town. Um, There are a few, a few uh, front row and VIP tickets left. Like, I think, and when I say a few, I mean like five. (laughs) So if you want them, um, hit up uh, facebook.com forward slash FSW Vegas, DM them or see whatever the 
the deal is to get the tickets. But Byron and I have done it. We uh, we went out to uh, When Worlds Collide, I think was yeah. it called. And uh, we got the, the front row deal, and it was great. Got to see everybody backstage, and uh, it was super fun. So it's awesome. Go on our behalf, and then come on our show next week, whoever's out there who's going, and let us know how the show was. And, uh, you know, unless, of course, Tommy Dreamer dies, in which case I don't really want to know. I guess I'll just read about it. I'll, I'll go to the funeral or nah, something. Fu- see fuck, you, get- fuck you, Justin. No. If Tommy no. Dreamer gets killed by Kevin Cross, yeah. he's going to fucking be a guest on this show, Weekend at Birdie style. I'm going to produce that episode. No way. I hear uh, a ringside ticket get you an autographed limb of Tommy Dreamer's. Kevin Cross will sign it in his blood. Just, this is so just, awful. I- Hoping the fans, I'm hoping something transpires that night where the fans come up with something I could carry with me for a while because I got the killer name from, uh, I guess, a series of things. But what really set it off was uh, when Shane and I competed in North Carolina, Shane Douglas. I took the hand tape in my hands and I wrapped it around his throat like uh, in No Country for Old Men when Anton Shigar's in the. Yes. police station and he chokes the cop and people in the audience were saying that he was dead shame was foaming at the mouth so we're going to try to make a, a good moment on the 24th something good maybe tommy will get a new name maybe he'll give me a death valley driver spicoli driver off the roof we'll see oh. Oh. Uh, to- tommy's tommy's gonna get a new name all right it's gonna be fatty fat 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 and uh I, I think I think I've done this enough. I'm sorry, Tommy. I like that. I like this <laughs> reference. We're done right now. Listen to this. Kevin, have have the Mass Republic guys booked you on Expo Lucha yet? I mean, I know it's 49 weeks away, but <laughs> only 49 weeks away, Justin. Oh, only. As but of- they already have like like 12 people booked for this thing. I'm amazed. Like, dude, they are getting ahead of the game. Yeah, as of yesterday, it's funny you mentioned that. I was actually approached by um, some organizers out here in Vegas and some people that are involved, some sponsors and endorsers. They asked me to be a part of it, uh, so I will be there. It hasn't been announced, but there's the, the debut answer uh, on the show. No one even knows that, uh, not even my wife. So, yeah, I will be there. I mean, it just, yeah, it's just it's just fitting. You're like the, the ambassador of violence to Lucha Libre at this point. I, I wouldn't necessarily call you a, a luchador in the traditional sense, but you are in AAA and you do wrestle in Mexico against masked uh, performers on a regular basis. And you happen to be in Vegas on a regular basis. So it just seems like if they're doing Expo Lucha, mm-hmm. that you should be there and you destroying right. all the masked luchadors just like they do everywhere else. And I think we need to, steel tables. We got to work on Ambassador of Violence, yep. though, because Ambassador of Kick Your Acidor is right there. Mm. And I think that, yeah, yeah, you know, and it'll give people flashbacks to Tony Hawk Pro Skater because that mm. song was in there. It, uh, it's all good because anything that makes people think of Tony Hawk's Pro Skater. I mean, I like time. Tony Hawk's Pro Skater, but I'm going to yeah. go on, on a limb and say that one's a little bit suspect, Casey. I think you can do better. You well, know what? I don't know about I, I agree and disagree with that statement. Um, well, hopefully, I'm hoping that what happens is that Meefloaf will um, actually fly across the pond and come out to Expo Lucha next year, 49 Ooh. weeks away, and uh, that Cross will, for 20 to $40, show Meefloaf what a chop designed for Phantasma feels yeah. like. I want to yeah. see. I want to see Cross just slap Meatloaf across the face. I would too, but if Meatloaf shows up, what? I'm gonna no sell him and act like I don't know who he is. Mm. <laughs> they did announce a, a venue for that, by the way, uh, Orleans Arena. What, have you been to that place oh. before, Kevin? 
Yeah, we filmed the original Global Force tapings three years ago at the uh, Orleans mm -hmm. Arena. Um, yeah, and it, it's been so brutal actually going back and watching that because I've learned so much and I have um, really actually kind of, uh, I've evolved in every sense of the word uh, since then. It's hard for me to go back and watch that. But yeah, we did all the original wrestling TV tapings in the Orleans Arena. That place is awesome. And when it fills up for a Lucha Expo, it's it's going to look like probably like a like a WWE LA show or maybe even Tokyo Dome. Just the setting and the way the bleachers go up when that place is a full house, it looks three times bigger on television. It would be very cool. Very cool atmosphere. And yeah, I'm, I'm excited. Good, it sounds like it's going to be a good time. Traffic. So, yeah. Um, which brings me to my next thing. Okay, so if for some reason the Lucha Underground Season 4 thing doesn't happen, I'm just, this is a complete hypothetical. Oh I heard it's going yeah. to. Where, stop, where, stop jinxing shit, Justin. But where do you, but where, where would you see yourself going? Would it be, would it be GFW? Do you think you would see yourself doing a developmental thing at the E? And I'm talking only if the Lucha Underground thing doesn't pan out. Would you, would you do Ring of Honor? Like where, where would you see yourself stateside going for a primary spot? Because obviously if it falls apart, I got to imagine somebody's going to come knocking. Uh, we have fun on the show. Every time I'm on with you guys, I love you guys individually. Um, you know, I like to do a lot of tongue in cheeks joke with you. I mean, you know, people that are listening, they're watching. I, I feel like they pick up on that as well. And, you know, they know how to read between the lines when I'm talking. Uh, I, uh, preparing for anything to happen as we speak right now. So, uh, you will see me on television somewhere very quickly, very yeah. quickly. I got it's just very quick if, if it doesn't go through. And uh, it will probably be on a Monday. Good to know. I mean, and, and, and honestly, it's like, I, I, don't think, I don't think that that should come as any surprise to anybody with how, how much you've gotten over in the last year. You know, you know what product I want to see you on. You know what product I hope succeeds. But at the same time, I think with where your career has gotten and the way you've proven yourself in the last year, that regardless of what happens there, something is going to to definitely pan out for you in the near future because I don't think the business has a choice at this point. <laughs> yeah. I, I just think it's kind of unavoidable. No, I didn't want to give him one. I want to try to, uh, you know, a lot of the guys in the business today that are on top, they've had many, many, many years deep to get as good as they are today. And I have worked my ass off every single day uh, to try to catch up to where they are and be the best version of myself for every single person that comes uh, to, and, you know, pays a ticket and to see a show. So, you know, I wanted it to be fairly easy for the decision to be made if a major company sees me. Um, and I, you know, like, uh, I'm not, uh, I don't know. I don't mean for this to come off in, in some sort of disrespectful way, but I've been preparing. I've been preparing in the event for some reason, if Lucha Underground 4 gets delayed or it doesn't happen, I've had a healthy correspondence with every major company um, in the world for the last two years. Um, but, you know, you guys know where my heart is, and so does Eric. And uh, I'm hanging on, man. I'm holding out for it because I really want to be a part of that. I do believe in that. I believe in what DeJoseph has done with that. I, I believe in the, the new presentation of what that is. And I think that there is a, a stronger future in that direction for professional wrestling and different forms of entertainment. I want to be a part of that, but 
you, you know, you guys know. <laughs> you got bills to pay and people to slam on their necks either way, though. Yeah. <laughs> so that's I'm, I'm just ready for wait, Justin. He's going to do a Rick Rude and he's going to be on a show Monday night and then he's going to come on your show and drop you on the head, your head at the same time so that he's on both at once. <laughs> I'm dude with with the way the whole business is right now. I I wouldn't be surprised, but I will say this: if you show up somewhere before I ever get to see the uh, Pinto El Cero Miedo versus Kevin Cross match, oh, I'm going it. to be fucking furious. Where the like, fuck? Why why are promoters not booking this match? I don't know. Like, how is that not on the crash? Well, look, no, it can't be on the crash because Conan and Penta go way back, and I don't think that Conan wants to see his boy Penta get wrecked like that. But maybe he does. So I don't know if Crash is really the spot for it. Maybe, you know, never you never know though. Conan is a is a very shrewd guy, and if he sees that there's money in it, but you know, he's got to keep Penta kind of happy because that's one of his mainstays and really cross dropping him on his head might not be in line with his booking. <laughs> um, I wonder if cross dropped him or... on his head because he's calling himself the word Penta. <laughs> <laughs> I would like to see it somewhere though, before, before somebody picks you up permanently uh, elsewhere, or yeah. I'd love to see it in season four. I mean, but even that would be a long time to wait at this point, because even if they get picked up, like, you know, the editing and all that crap, I don't want to wait that long to see it. I would hope that I would be actually there in the temple if it happened. But, dude, that is just one where any indie booker that's out there that isn't, like, going through the coffers to try to see if they have enough coin to get you and Penta in there at the same time, they're they're crazy if they're not doing that. Somebody oh, and I wanted to tell Kevin, because he was talking to people about California indies and stuff like that. Uh, a few people mentioned the AWS. Bart's a good dude. I I, okay. I, I like that place. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> they actually you know, took me in and let me film a documentary about them once. They're cool. Nice. That's good to know. Um, and I appreciate the heads up on that. I've Thousands of people have been asking on social media for over a year uh, mm -hmm. when Pentagon versus Killer Cross is going to happen. Oh, and God, I've talked yeah. to Penta. We're ready to do it. I don't know what the holdup is. I have no idea. I could only speculate, but it's a waste of time. The fact of the matter is, is that it hasn't happened, and it's never happened one-on-one. -on -one, and I'll leave it at that. But mm -hmm. uh, the one-on-one -on -one match is ready and waiting to happen, and I am interested in spending more time in California. And uh, I have been asking fans and podcasts and you guys and everyone what your opinions are of the local companies in California, uh, which ones to pay attention to and which ones to stay away from. So, and I've gotten a lot of excellent feedback and I've read all of it. So, yeah, I, th I heard Gus is running uh, FCW down in San Diego again, and he's going to start up a bunch more shows too. That might be another spot. Oh where, yeah. yeah. We uh, fucking love shows. Gus. He's a good dude. Yeah. Gus is cool, man. What was that one other show that we were, that was going to run in Southern California, you guys, do you remember that? Uh, we don't. We don't. We don't talk about. We, we don't. Yeah. We, we, no, we know about them. We're, I think we're. I think we're good. B. I think we're good. B. Okay. I, cool. I, I think Cross is outside of their demographic anyway. I, oh, okay. We know. Come on. He's a, he's a slightly he's a slightly different uh, shade. <laughs> we don't need to go there, you guys. We're not that type of a podcast. Hey, but look, he he's he's wrestling down in Mexico all the time too. So you know, who's to say you can't. Uh, cross into different demographics at any point. Oh. <laughs> and Kevin, Kevin, when you are back on the, the mythical island of Crete, I want you to say hello to Mantar from all of us at the MMM show. Uh, if, you know, he's great. All right, I got to ask you guys some some MMA questions too while Cross is here before he before he has yes. to jump. Um, first of all, 
John Jones, my man, John Jones, can beat anybody in the world, including himself, apparently, because he is no longer the light heavyweight champion. He has been stripped. They have given the belt back to Cormier after his second uh, B sample came back hot, which, of course, it would. Like, why? <laughs> like when, when has a B sample ever come back and not been the same as the A sample? I think it's happened, like, once. Um, yeah, what are, you, and, what are uh, your thoughts, guys? I, I, I'll tell you, I was really, really, really uh, blown away, which is probably the general consensus, that uh, he was on shit for that fight. And I just feel like his body mass index and his skill set he never needed to ever be on that. I don't understand what he took it for. Maybe it was for confidence. Maybe he was taking it to repair an injury and he was trying to do it very discreetly. But like, he's just not the type of person that even for one looks like he's on anything. And for two, like, it's not like he's struggling. Like, okay, if he's too, if he's on a losing streak or his career has been up and down, this guy has been murking people since day one. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it's just really weird. And I'm not like trying to, uh, tongue-in-cheek tell you that maybe somebody spiked his drink or something i think he did take it i don't know him uh met him in passing a couple times but just i mean it's not that's not something you could accidentally take it's not something you accidentally ingest so it's just weird to me it's fucking weird and disappointing yeah i mean it's uh it's pill form um that particular steroid and it is an anabolic steroid it's like it's it's not one of the the masking agents or anything it's actually one of the top ones on the banned list like it's a no-no and and it's really not even that helpful for for strength it is pretty much a recovery uh kind of thing and it's it's better for lean uh mass but for for bulking up lean mass which is obviously not something he wanted to do so i i'm gonna assume that if he was taking it intentionally it had to be for some type of recovery maybe some kind of muscle injury or something but uh, it's a shame, man, because that's it. Like, you yeah. know, the greatest of all time with an asterisk is not greatest of all time, in my opinion. And that's just unfortunate because, I mean, he had it – after that last fight, he had it sewn up. He could have walked away from the whole sport as the greatest of all time. And with this result now and, um, you know, DC getting the belt back, which I feel terrible for DC too. DC's got to be looking at that belt like, shit, do I even want this thing? Like, he's got to feel like he didn't earn it. John Jones has to feel like he threw it away. Oh, come on. The guy that leaned on the fucking towel is going to take the belt. Come on. (laughs) You know, the the results would have been exactly the same, in my opinion, if he had not taken that, too. I cannot imagine that there would have been anything that a human being could take that, you know, would have really altered that situation and scenario with those two people. Like I just, it's not like it dramatically changed his body anyways. I mean, like, it's just, it's so weird to me. I don't understand. Like, I really don't understand what would have possessed him. Like you're saying, other than maybe trying to recover from an injury to take something like that. And there's like so many different things you could take to recover from an injury. Go to cryo for God's sakes. Like why I don't really just don't understand why he would resort to taking something. He had to have been at least 80% certain that he was going to get flagged for it just doesn't well, make any sense. And that's, though, and really. that's the messed up part. Or maybe he wasn't. I mean, maybe he thought we were back in the old Wada Pride days and whatnot. I mean, it's like people, people do forget, like, look, it's been a very short time. Uh, Dana and Lorenzo warned us all that when they did this USADA thing, that these things were going to happen. It was going to change the sport on the short-term level because 
I, I don't think people really realize how rampant it was in the sport before. Like, hey, guys, if you like pride, you like guys on the juice. <laughs> There's no two ways about it. I mean, dudes were, were juiced to the gills. And then don't think that the guys over here weren't doing it either. A lot of people speculate that when the pride guys came over here, they were losing because it was actually the pride guys who were no longer on the juice because they didn't know the tricky ways that the guys over here were doing it to get around it and still be on the juice and back then only one in every four fighters was ever being tested so guys were skating right through all the time and and it's again it was a very accepted thing and it wasn't even necessarily you were a bad guy for doing it it was almost expected and then don't even forget that you know four four years ago trt was allowed like there was trt vitor who was whooping up on people and he wasn't breaking any rules at that point in time him, Nate Marquardt, a ton of these guys were doing TRT and, and other testosterone enhancement. And those guys were more jacked than dudes on straight up anabolic steroids. I mean, that TRT Dude. was good stuff. <laughs> and it sucks because then you got like Bigfoot who actually fucking needed TRT probably because of his situation. And then fucking he's screwed now. You see how he's been performing since he hasn't been able to do it. Well, yeah, and he's been trying to get a, a therapeutic exemption for uh, a certain form of testosterone replacement because he actually does need it for his his diagnosed gigantism or whatever he's got. Yeah, agromegaly, <laughs> like you know, like Andre, like Big Show, like uh, I thought fucking, you did. I thought you get diagnosed for testosterone if you take too much steroids. <laughs> well, your body stops taking it or making it. I just think the whole thing is is strange because here's John Jones who probably wasn't doing nearly as much juice as as any guy that you liked in the early mid 2000s um and could have been known as the greatest of all time and even doing less than those guys but he's always going to be this asterisk kind of guy now and now it's going to be years before he has another chance and who knows what john jones you're going to get after this I, I just don't know that that there's another shot for him left after this one that might be that might be it well when can he fight again it's like Seven well, they haven't, de- they haven't determined yet. No, four, four years, I, I believe, is the maximum for what he took timeline-wise. Uh, I think that's the maximum penalty is four years suspension. Wow. That's brutal, man. Uh, you know, I'll tell you, too, for anyone listening, um, Phil Baroni's a pretty close friend of mine, and he's, he's come out and publicly said this, so I don't think he'd mind that I'm paraphrasing this, but to what you said about the guys <clears throat> coming over, from Japan and they were getting off everything because they were under the assumption that they couldn't take it here in the United States. And then they were getting smashed out by everyone in UFC because the guys in UFC were on it. That's the fucking truth. That is the truth of it. Um, and I, I, I still, I mean, I still believe that a lot of the guys, you know, like Nick Diaz is always uh, one on blast for taking stuff in mixed martial arts and sports in general. I don't think anyone's taking that much enough to make a major difference in a fight. I mean, like I, you still have to train, you still have to learn, you still have to go and do all of this stuff. I feel like it's a crutch when guys lose fights, they like to, you know, kind of hang on to that to preserve some sort of value or something. But at the end of the day, they should be taking it. But it's not part of the rules. Um, said it just sucks. Jones. Now everything he's ever done is now going to be in question yeah. uh, for this little fucking pill that he took. I mean, fuck, like, that's such a a bad way to piss it all away. That guy, sacri- I mean, he sacrificed probably more than anyone to be the guy that he is. Yeah, I mean, he's one of the- 
and even if he came back as a shadow of himself, you know, four or five good money fights as a shadow of yourself is better than four years sitting at home getting nothing. You know, and who knows if they even dock him part of his uh, his purse from that last fight. You know, that could yep. still happen too. They could find him Ooh. for it. Ooh. You know, not be able to live sponsorships and endorsements either. Those companies are going to bail on him, and you know they have stuff in the contracts that they're making these guys sign that if he does something public that you know the company doesn't want that to reflect on them whether it's like domestic or drugs in this case or whatever they can just take a hard right and they're out yeah so and i, I think that'll him. that'll happen for sure at this point especially if he can't be yeah. out there at high profile events helping their brands why would they want him now yep absolutely i'm sure he would have been here at olympia uh for the sponsorship the endorsements and stuff like that but i mean no one wants to go near him at this point it's just a it's a shitty situation man well, hopefully, uh, uh, I don't actually, hopefully, I don't even know what I hope happens at this point. I mean, like he's going to go, he's going to appeal it to, to the NASAC and see what they say. I'm sure. And, or no, where was it? It was out here in California, that fight. Right. So he doesn't even get NASAC. He's got the California state athletic commission, which is probably going to give him the full four years. I'd bet they don't really dick around and play politics. Um, so they're just going to do the findings and hit him with something. So, I guess we'll see where it goes from here, but um, I am interested. Uh, I don't know if you guys have seen the 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 new revamped two seventeen UFC two seventeen and new two sixteen cards, but two sixteen was kind of feeling like a dud to me, even though I'm a huge uh, Tony El Kakui Ferguson fan. But it seems to have picked up. So now you guys tell me. I'll give you the rundown of these two cards. You guys tell me if you're only going to spend the fifty or sixty bucks on one of these two cards, which one would it be? You got UFC 216 that's got uh, Ferguson versus Kevin Lee now for the interim lightweight title, which is pretty much the real title since Connor's talking about fighting Nate now, who's not a ranked lightweight. Um, Then you got uh, DJ versus Ray Borg back on that card that fell off last week. You've got uh, Fabricio Verdum versus Derek Lewis, which I think is a pretty awesome fight. You've got Paige Van Zant versus my girl from Cleveland, Jessica I which at 125 for both of them. So that's that's Jessica cutting down and Paige going up, which I find to be very interesting because um, Jessica used to fight 125 and I've always thought she would be better there, but said that she never wanted to cut there again. Felt good at 35, but then, you know, she ran into a couple brick walls up there at 35. So we'll see how it goes for it. It's pretty much the, her last ditch effort. Then you also got Will Brooks versus Nick the Carney Lentz, which I know is one of your favorite names, Case. And uh, Groovy Lando Venata versus Bobby Green. Um, that's actually that's a pretty solid card from top to bottom. Even though you're not looking at a bunch of belts or whatever, that's like the, the El Kukui versus Kevin Lee thing is, is kind of got some juice now. And I think if Kevin Lee wins that fight, Connor might actually fight him. I don't think Connor fights Tony, but I mean... Casey, you think he'll fight Kevin Lee? Uh, dude, all I know is like I'm not even fucking watching this card. Come on, with the look at the uh, next one. Look at the fucking. Uh, it's in okay. my backyard. Okay, so let's talk about two seventeen at yeah. MSG. Your backyard now, Byron. You gonna yeah, go? Yeah, you better fucking go, Byron. I'm gonna go. I have. I mean, if I don't have to pay rent for two months, I think I can afford <laughs> to go. Get one ticket in the nose. All right. So that is obviously being headlined by Michael Bisping versus GSP for the middleweight title now, which is 
a lot of people poo-pooed that. I always was actually interested in that fight. And I think now, seeing the landscape of MMA overall, I think a lot of people are interested in that fight because it's probably one of the best ones we have left out there. Um, just just as a money fight, as an interesting fight. And actually, I think it's very competitive. I think that you know a GSP three years removed versus a, a, a Michael Bisping who was kind of you know a top mid-card guy for a while and just got himself to the top. And, and obviously, I think there's guys out there that could probably beat Bisping pretty easily. But I think at least him <laughs> and GSP is a pretty competitive fight. Um, I'm surprised they're not waiting until Canada for it, like a card up well, there. Well, no, I think GSP actually wanted to do, do MSG. MSG. Yeah. Mm. Who wouldn't, though? Yeah, I mean, yeah. it's just something for his legacy, and I'm sure if he gets past this fight, he'll have his opportunities to go to Canada and make everybody piles of money. Um, then you got Cody No Love Garbrandt versus uh, TJ Dillashaw in the uh, is is TJ really a hoe match of the night? <laughs> they should just call it that. Give like every match a little sub name like that. Yeah, fucking do it. Well, I mean, this will honestly, Cody. Cody has nothing to prove. TJ completely has to get people to be convinced that he's not a hoe. That's pretty much it, right? You should just make that a shirt. See, if Reebok didn't fuck everything up, he could have an I'm not a hoe official shirt that he could sell on the UFCshop.com. But no, yeah. now it's got to say Reebok. <laughs> it might be coming. I don't know. Some of those deals are starting to come up soon. Um, yeah. You got Steven Wonderboy Thompson versus Jorge Masvidal. Holy, what, how is that's not even one of the main fights. That could headline an FS1 card, right? So that's probably going to be the first match on the pay-per-view with the fucking three title fights going, right? Yeah, that's that's God not damn. even a title fight. You also have Johnny Big Rig Hendricks uh, and pretty much his last chance to prove that he can make weight and have his mind on track and step into a cage. Um and, and Johnny's my boy, so I really hope he pulls it off. He's yeah, got, uh, I just, I just want to say all the things I said about Tommy Dreamer. I want you to take them and apply them to Johnny Hendricks. Oh come on! Well, he, he's the one that gave himself the name Big Rig. He's putting the big back in big. Burr, burr. Um, See, he's he's got to facing... do that, dude. He's got to come out to the fucking diesel music if he's gonna be Big Rig. This is, uh, you know. I agree. All right. Here's here's my here's my attempt at a name for you today. Let's see if I get this one right, Casey. He is facing Paolo Borsigno. You know what? It's better than Byron's Grand Metallic. So it's, it's I'm actually okay. I'm I'm actually okay with the Portuguese. I'm probably better with the Portuguese than the Spanish names. Uh, the you know, but whatever. And then okay, here is the coup de gras. The, the fight of all fights that makes me want to see, be at, and spend tons of money on two seventeen. Joanna Champion versus Thug Rose Namajunas. Somebody's going to get fucked up. Like, Funny. really fucked up. They might both get fucked up. This is going to be awesome. I have absolutely no clue how that fight goes down. They both oh. have hands. They both like to stay rangy and then move inside and get dirty. Like, I, they both like to step left and cross over. Like, I don't, I don't even know how much more evenly matched you could get two women at the height of their athletic ability in a cage. I think this is the best matchup of two women ever to be in an octagon. I, I go. I think, uh, that fight's either ending by knockout or submission. Rose mm -hmm. is going to look for a submission. She's going to try to get uh, Joanna's back. I think she's going to want to get behind her so she can't get hit in front of her. And I think that possibly, uh, Rose might get clipped coming in because uh, Joanna's got range on most people she fights. 
just like Connor, when she doesn't have the range, you'll see a little bit of a struggle, but she's so damn fast and hits so damn hard. I don't know if uh, Rose's little head can take it. Yeah, I mean, I got to think that that's, that's got to be the two ways it goes down. Like, I, maybe maybe Rose goes back to the flying triangle like she got in her second Invicta fight or whatever. Like, she, maybe she just pulls something crazy out. And, and yeah, Joanna, you know, staying at that range and then landing the shot, you know, that's what she needs to do. How because, are you gonna? How are you gonna hit a flying triangle on someone that moves at the fucking speed of sound? I, I don't know. Again, I don't. Know. <laughs> you gotta, you gotta, you gotta wear her down and then go for it. That's you, yeah. You just very valid. Anybody listening who who watches the fights, think about that. All that explosive shit. If uh, Rose has anything left, she's gonna pull it in four and five. She's not gonna be able to do that to her in the first three. There's no way. You're, you're, I know you're half kidding, but you're 100% right. She's gonna get knocked out if she tries that shit in the first three rounds. 100%. She's gonna get killed coming forward. Uh, there's no. There's not a lot of girls, um, probably on the planet of that weight division, who could take a full clip shot from Joanna. Uh, never mind uh, how she puts her combinations together. I mean, shit. So, I, that's what I think. See. We'll see. I mean, it's going to be fun. I mean, and I was I, I was a big fan of that that karate hottie versus thug fight too, and it was just like let, let's see what's going to happen, and we saw what happened, and now and now this is where it goes from there. So and and kudos to Joanna not ducking anybody. She's just like whatever. Whoever's the next girl, just sit her up here. I put her face through smashings. You know, <laughs> it's a damn good Twitter follow to see her do her bilingual shit talk. Oh, it's so great. She'll talk in Polish for a second and then she'll bring it to English and just talk about how she does her smashings. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, pretty good. It's pretty good. This, okay. this fight, fight of the night contender for sure. But Yeah, that's going to be awesome. So those are those are your two big cards. And then UFC has a smattering of other things. Like uh, David Branch versus Luke Cuckold this weekend. It's a very unfortunate name. <laughs> I meant Rockhold. I meant Luke Rockhold. Oh, I, I, uh, I, I, I know, I know. It, it's, just, it's just very unfortunate that Angelico's twin brother has such an easy to make fun of name. Motherfucker looks like Angelico. Look, even Meltzer says it now. Like, uh, he's he'll write about Angelico and say, who really looks like Luke Rockhold. I'm like, okay, of, of all the traits you could describe Angelico with, you, you go to Luke Rockhold. Well, you know, um, that's the one for this weekend. So that's UFC. Uh, we got to get Kevin out of here. We'll talk some more WWE and nonsense when he's thank gone. You, Kevin. Dude, Kevin, thank you for stopping thank you, by. Kevin. Thank this you. Is, uh, Always my pleasure. Trying? I love you guys. Uh, you guys crack me up every time. I'm a big advocate. Of the show. Hey, we're, we're, we're fans and we're happy that uh, you're destroying everyone i don't know if we're happy that you're going to destroy tommy dreamer but i guess that's i'm happy part of the game. i'm happy you know, turn his eyeballs into popcorn no no i like tommy turn, <laughs> uh, him, turn him into licorice no nah, see if he turned his <laughs> eyes into popcorn it would be that fucking shit you get at the mall with all the chocolate and caramel on top of it like you turn him into fucking popcornopolis instead that'd be delicious tommy dreamer's Pop fat you're fat tommy oh god and me flow says goodbye too kevin um, but thank you again for stopping by. Anytime you want to come through, if you got a show to promote, if you just want to smash Casey in the face or me flow for anybody, feel free to stop on by. You're always welcome here, my friend. Yes. I shall return. <laughs> Scared of you. Later, killer. Later. Later guys. Wow. So while we're talking about WWE.
I have a confession to make that I made a little earlier, but it got I, I actually watched SmackDown this week. That's interesting. Justin, what were you gonna say? I was gonna talk say that Casey watched SmackDown. So there's just a couple That's, things I want to hit about it and 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 oh, here's the thing. Okay. So I don't know if you saw this, Casey, or not, but there was this promo um on Raw. It was a Raw promo where John Cena and uh Roman Reigns start shooting on each other. No, I saw you posted on Twitter and saying if this was on more often that we would watch. And I said, no, I fucking wouldn't. And then I turned around and watched SmackDown the next. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So here, here's the problem. I now regret having said that because I'm pretty sure they listened to me. So here's what happened this week. And then we'll, we'll talk about what you saw on SmackDown in a second, but let me, let me kind of lead into this. First, we have more of the, the Cena and Roman kind of half shooting on each other. And I think uh, they even mentioned, you know, uh, Roman's uh, popping hot or whatever his suspension was for at one point in time. Like, so they're shooting a little bit, but dude, it's old news at the same time. It's like, whatever. Um, Then you get Miz shooting on Enzo. Yeah, that was good. On Monday. Was it? I mean, I I don't know. It's like Miz, Miz here. He's supposed to be a heel, but he comes out and talks about they're having a baby. Um, And then he goes into shooting on Enzo like being a nuisance backstage also not really making Miz a heel like he's kind of getting over with the whole thing but here's here's what that did for me because I love Miz and I love when he's doing that sort of thing but when Enzo came humble just the littlest bit during that promo he got the underdog appeal to him and he became interesting to me again I think Enzo has to he has to turn the volume down he has to come humble when he gets called out like that, then he could show different levels, you know? But Miz Enzo more interesting to me than he's been since NXT. Byron, if you're a boisterous baby face and someone's shit talking you after saying that their wife is pregnant, do you or do you not at least once say the baby is yours? Come on, it was right fucking there, Enzo. Come on. But no, yeah. he didn't say that because that's where the angle's going to go. That's no, gonna he be did a fucking... who's your daddy joke. He did a who's your daddy joke. He did one who's your daddy joke, yeah. He threw one in. But at the same time, it wasn't the one, like Casey is saying. It certainly was a little bit of a missed opportunity. So, it, but, Yeah, I mean, at least say, hey, your wife's pregnant. I apologize. At least say that. Come on. Come well, on. Yeah, I mean... We'll okay, but also, but clearly, like, okay, with the Cena and Roman angle, you felt like John was a little bit in business for himself for a minute there. Like, yeah, they told him to go and shoot a little bit, but in the in the first one that they did, the one that I posted, you felt like Cena was actually, you know, maybe five percent in business for himself, you mm. know, and the rest was planned. But they let it go because he's John Cena. Why not? And it worked. Yeah. Now with this Miz one. Clearly, no one's in business for themselves. They're bringing up old shit for Enzo. That's pretty much just a receipt for him bringing all those people backstage and being obnoxious. And it was funny because it was the Miz saying, huh, you're the obnoxious one. Look, and I'm the one telling you that. I'm supposed to be the obnoxious one that everyone hates, but it's you. Miz was literally in the position to where he was kicked out of the locker room and changing in the hallways just like Enzo Amore. I mean, that, um, that's that's why I think it works. They did this, they did this on SmackDown, too, though, because everyone was calling Kevin Owens fat. Every McMahon was calling Kevin Owens fat. Well, yeah, and, so it carries over on SmackDown, but you got more than that. You got gender 
um, who, whose promos aren't great, but it's kind of getting awesome because he's burying racist Americans with the truth. Oh, he, <laughs> he's not he got, saying anything untrue in those promos at all. And he's completely getting heat. It's amazing. He's, he's getting a little weird, though, because what he's doing now is because uh, Shinsuke being Japanese, he's saying racist stuff that the, you know, writers or McMahon probably would want to say, but he's saying it. And then he goes, you guys are laughing at it. You're bad people. But Which is hilarious. Genius, though. It's like, it's no, no. so good. Like, I'm going to say would say. I fucking love that. I'm like, follow <laughs> this audience. They're a bunch of assholes. Ha. Um, but you assholes, uh, please go see Kevin Cross at FCW because SmackDown was in Vegas. Um, yeah. Okay. Because it was Sin City SmackDown and they didn't break out the fucking wheel once. That's why I watched. I wanted to see the fucking wheel and see Vince McMahon get shoot headbutted. Nope. Casey, didn't I have a question for you, Casey. Wait, hold on. Let me. Where are you going with this, Byron? Go ahead. Go have ahead. you found Have you found the Abuda Dean in Fire Pro yet? Uh shit, no, no. But um, I did find. Um, let's see, what was the last one I downloaded? The Prince uh, of Darkness cannot walk alone. I fucking downloaded Mumra from Thundercats. Like he's he's cooler than Abuda Dean. No, I disagree. I have the rest of the Dungeon of Doom, bro. They even made fucking the Zodiac a separate edit from Brutus the Barber Beefcake so you could have both in your game. They should make the edit of Brutus where he works in a subway and he has to tell the police it's not arsenic. Oh, God. Yeah, anthrax. You're thinking anthrax. anthrax. <laughs> but uh, And he means subway like he rides in New York, not the sandwich place, because I could see Brutus working there as well with his fucking nipple rings and shit. Just but he's got, health he's, he's, violations. He's, got the, he's got the nips pierced. I, I don't know if you guys know that. He did it in his 50s. He got his nipples pierced. You should um, post that picture. Hey, Meatloaf, if you're still in the uh, chat room, um, do us a, like a gif of cross strangling ev dub that we can use for the uh the title for the show for this week for the card and meatloaf if you're in the chat room um get us a picture of brutus the barber beefcake's nipple rings and put justin's face on them oh, somehow God. um but okay brother brutai aside justin um Wait, so uh, I'm going to get back to the SmackDown thing. So okay, I'm, okay. I'm talking about, okay, everyone's working these shoot angles now because I feel like my dumbass asked for them. So then you also get um, KO rubbing some some old, you know, shit in Sami Zayn's face, uh -huh. which was a little bit of a shoot. You know, he's talking about working in the, Amer you know, the Legion halls and shit like that. And that shit was fucking funny, dude, when he's like, I give you permission to go back. Yeah, which That's was funny. Yeah. Yeah. So, but you know, it'll, oh, definitely a work, but a little bit, of, a little bit of shoot info in there, and then you get the weird ass Dolph Ziggler thing, where all of a sudden Dolph Ziggler's shooting on Bailey. Dude, you know what's even what? worse though? Guys, okay. I, have a, I, have a, I have a question. Can we just completely ignore everything Dolph Ziggler does? Yeah, please. No, Let's you do can't that. ignore this because they spent money on it. They brought out the Bailey buddies to SmackDown. They had him do this whole weird angle. He's like Hit shooting on her and Warrior. What? What the fuck was he I did, watching? He did it's Warrior and still got no heat. What he's doing is he's doing inside jokes with himself, and he's basically everyone turns into his brother in the oh audience. but he did it's shoot he hand. shot on bailey he <laughs> he shot on bailey too he said you can be over in a baby face all day long but eventually you got to get into that ring and actually perform uh, i mean that was a fucking shoot bailey's that was vicious 
But Bailey's she's a, a good better worker, though. she's a better worker than Dolph Ziggler has ever been in his whole fucking life. But um, uh, I, like, I just, I'll go say that about I will say that about the female Eugene. She is a better worker than Dolph Ziggler. Um, but I also want I think to, that that was kind of a shot at the whole women's division when he said it. Honestly, the way you the know, way though, he said it. I think he's trying to he's trying to play up the whole thing where he puts on a great show. Can we talk about the show being booked that baby faces are fucking stupid? Can we talk about that? That's always like, been the thing. Um, the Sin City Street Fight? Okay, like the baby faces won, but they were fucking stupid. They should have won in two seconds. No count out, no DQ match. One team has three guys, one team has two. Let's send the other guy in the back and not have him even fucking beat people with his fucking horn and shit when it's a fucking no DQ match. What the fuck? Seriously. Okay, yeah, that doesn't really make sense. Whoever agented that match should get dragged in the street and fucking they ought to tar and feather him for that shit. Who is that, Road Dog? I don't even know. I don't know. Byron, what were you trying to say? Where's the Abuda Dean? That's all you care about? He's near the tree of woe. This is so weird. We finally, like, Casey, we finally, like, really, really talk about WWE. We've all actually watched the show, and all Byron cares about now is Fire Pro. You've created a monster. I have, I have trailed the white tiger to the Mount Kilimanjaro, Sullivan, my son. Sullivan! Yes, father. All right, so. It's not no, hot, brother. Let's talk about the KO thing, because the winner of the week is clearly Kevin Owens. <laughs> Kevin Steen, whatever, whoever he is these that days. That was awesome. You know, like, when as soon as you thought the guy was just so buried, I mean, this is this is the real WWE push that you hope for if you're a WWE superstar. Of any you know what? Right? You know why he's getting pushed, Justin? And I, this is my theory. Okay, um, you know how uh, WWE's been doing a lot of crossover movies with uh, Hanna Barbera. Yeah. Motherfucker looks like Fred Flintstone is what I'm saying. Like as a shoot, he looks exactly like Fred Flintstone. So if you have Fred Flintstone on your roster, you're going to have him, uh, you know, get a push, get a prominent spot. So when he's fucking yabba dabba doing Vince in the face, you can put him on a cartoon cover because everyone else is gone from the company by the time those things come out. I think shit, man. I think the last one had page in it. Oops. You know, <laughs> Yeah, it did have Paige in it, I believe. When is she coming back? Yep. Right around, yep. <laughs> and uh, I also got a shit a little bit. Just hold a on, hold bit. on. I have a follow-up follow up before we move on. What do, you, what, when do you, what do you think she's going to do with the title when she wins it again? Dude, it's funny because I was just going to talk about title belts. I was going to use that as a transition to say that New Day is probably going to get those ugly belts again that they had. Oh. Um, <laughs> And, uh, you know, the Usos, um, I keep seeing people call them a top five WWE tag team of all time, and it makes me very angry. Um, I think they're good, but they're definitely not top five of all time. Okay, so, okay, motherfuckers, the Rockers. Not yet. Okay, fucking Heart Foundation, fucking British Bulldogs. Uh, I would throw the Brain Busters in there, and how about, oh, gee, fucking Demolition, okay? Mm -hmm. No. Yeah. Yeah. I, do, do they, I, I, don't know I, I don't even know if I have the Usos in the top 15 yet. I mean, no. I think we could get there, but I, I don't. Yeah, I, they're pretty they're far. Top five, they're top five in WWE team right now. I don't even yeah, know if I agree with that. Saying, 
people were saying all time though repeatedly mm -hmm. different people and it made I me like, very angry i like what um, they're doing i like how they've had two drastically different acts and um seo and faces but they haven't put the body of working yet i like how um you know one of the usos always puts hankies in his back pocket so i get to tell people what sex code that is because that's mm -hmm. always entertaining uh he had a black one in his pocket which i think means he likes to fuck dead babies uh let me look it up you guys you guys vamp a little bit but that's a black one in the back left pocket i believe mm. okay back left we're gonna go back left pocket okay i'm looking i'm looking it up right now go for it um, you, know, you know who's better oh than he's that? uh he's a heavy sm top that's okay. what it means. That's not that bad. Yeah. It's not that bad. Oh wait, did it, it had it had uh it had a white stripe on it though, didn't it? I think it did. Oh Justin, know. Justin, so Justin. It says he likes it means he likes black bottoms. I don't um Casey, I don't think that was a stripe. I think it was more like a abstract. Like a like a paisley street. design. Yeah. Okay, a stripe means he likes black bottoms, which if it was if it was the Uso that was married to Naomi, then it would be okay. okay. But I don't I can't tell the fucking Usos apart. You know who's better? Bree Zango. Canyon. Yeah, Bree Zango's great. Uh, I mean it's a comedy it's a comedy gig, but it's a, it's they're they're actually pretty good all around for comedy and for in ring stuff. They get to put, the Kevin Owens show, they get though. to do like three to five minutes of TV exposure without having to bump. Yeah, Sign which is up. which is great, and we don't have to see Fandango wrestle. That's even mm -hmm. better. I mean, look, it's it's the old Disco Inferno thing right there. It's it's they 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 oh, are the Glen Gilberti special. Um, Disco, if you're listening this long into the show, I want to apologize for first of all you listening this long into the show, and second for that fucking comparison because the Disco Inferno is a legend and a scholar and is leaps and bounds above these guys. Yeah, but he'd be the first guy to tell you that if you can get over and get your TV time and not have to bump, mm -hmm. roll with it and make the best of it and make all those segments great, so that you don't have to bump all the time. Like being a wrestler is not about bumping being a wrestler is about getting over it doesn't matter how you yeah. do it well then that, that was my that was my comparison that was my comparison any bumps where's my contract vince i love it when someone accidentally posts a gif of disco doing a move hollywood liberals then, fuck disco man glenn's gonna and, come to your house dude that's fucking brandon someone, fuck brandon after someone posts a gif of disco doing a move like lance storm and everyone else who knows how to work just completely ridicules him Hey, it's a, you know what? Whenever Lance Storm ridicules someone doing a move, I want someone to send Lance Storm a gif of him giving uh, Rob Van Dam a chair shot from Barely Legal. Okay. He did that on purpose. No, that's what, that's, what, that. that's what he fucking says. I would say I meant to do that too if I did something that looked that fucking shitty. He got heat for that on purpose. And mm -hmm. he's a safe worker. Well, he is a safe worker, and that's always a good thing in the wrestling business. But... We but covered that in minute one with EV Dub. He had a shitty, <laughs> he had a shitty ducktail back then. So if anything, show the gift just so we can see the mm -hmm. shitty blonde ducktail. You know, it was, a rat, it was a rat tail. You know, what we did cover tail, with yeah. EV Dub is Mundo being on GFW, which contractually is the one that still baffles me. I don't quite understand yeah, how that uh, works. Dude, see, it shouldn't because fake, fake Paul Heyman uh, did that for him. He's like. <laughs> Excuse me, Mr. Jarrett, sir. My client, Johnny Impact, would like to come to your shitty excuse for a wrestling promotion. 
Maybe that's how he did it. He changed his last name and no one has noticed yet. Impact is not a tightly run ship. Fake Polly signed the contract as Johnny Impact, not Johnny Mundo, not John Hennigan, not Boone the fucking Bounty Hunter. That's next. He's going to show up in WWE as Boone the Bounty Hunter and no one will be able to do shit. Man, it's so funny that he has such a plain first name and has had so many last names. Like, But everyone still knows who he is. You can say any one of those gimmicks and people actually just know it's him. That's, that's, that's something impressive at this point. Is he He's still been, Johnny Nitro? Johnny Nitro, whatever. Like uh, All of them. Johnny Morrison, John Hennigan, John Mundo, John Impact. It's pretty impressive. Um, anyway, yeah, I, I, I forgot to ask Evie Dub about that one because I'm very curious. Um, I, I know how the, the other ones are, are being portrayed legally. and how You guys, you guys are going to, after all that buildup, you're not going to put over my Paul Heyman impression? God, no. Paul Heyman's great. Oh, no, I thought he was here. I thought he was actually here on the show. <laughs> yeah, it's good. My name is Paul Heyman. I keep forgetting what the other dudes Friday, but I will pay you in three weeks. <laughs> the check is in the mail. Oh God. Um, I see. Cause I just call the guy fake Paul Heyman so much. Like I can't remember his fucking name. Oh, I, I used to have it in my Benji, uh, Benji something, something. Yeah. Just Benji star. Something like that. Benjamin star. Yeah. Who are yeah, sexy star. She, you know, that they're going to reveal he's sexy stars. I dad. think he's got two R's in, in his name. So in Benji, we'll see. Um, okay, so the headbutt heard around the world. I mean, it clearly looks like Vince on the handshake told Kevin to light him up. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah. I don't know if it was planned before it. that moment or not, but I mean, and it looked like KO was standing there going, Really? We're really gonna do this, Vince? But it's like, it's fucking Vince, even though he's 72 years old or whatever, and he says, fucking lay one in. I guess you lay one in, and I hope Vince isn't unconscious because that was that was legit full on, no pull. Like Vince leaned into it, he took it right in the center of the forehead, the worst yeah. way to take it. I hope he didn't give anyone hepatitis. Good uh, lord! And then you know you see it bleed real time. You see it. You see him fucking yeah, spring yeah. a spring a little one there. Vince, Vince usually the hard way, but that was crazy. I mean, Vince usually has people lay it in. He he requests to just beat the shit out of him. It's probably the only way he can get a boner at seventy-two years old. Well, I, I'm not probably that. He also he also can't sell. I think uh, Austin was talking about this. He he's not that good at selling, and so well, he was back up like three seconds later after that freaking legit headbutt and a hard oh, way cut, and then he gets up and it's like somebody should have told him, "No, Vince, you're bleeding. Stay down and sell it." Um, there's uh, some people reporting that he may have, instead of hard way, he may have pre-gigged and no. then put on like liquid skin or something. So that way it nah. was guaranteed. It like, was. He knew that they planned. He knew he was going to get color. I mean, that was, I don't know, man. That was pretty legit. And he didn't play up the color either. I don't think he knew at first. Now, considering how long it took a ref with gloves to get in the ring, he, that, he didn't do that. No. Uh, and, pl and plus, that pre-gigging is bullshit, whoever suggested that. You, you stop reading Reddit, Byron. Stop reading Reddit. Well, most Why? of the guys that are pre-gigging are already guys with a lot of scar tissue there anyway, and usually they're just opening up an old one. Vince doesn't exactly take, you know, I, he's he's got color before, but he doesn't exactly take enough of them that he would have that kind of scar tissue there where he could just 
Ric Flair it up just by pulling it a little bit. And plus, dude, wrestlers don't use fucking liquid skin. That's expensive. They use fucking super glue. Come on. I don't know. Um, he, uh, yeah, I just don't. I don't see it. Like if you go and you watch it, it really looks. It looks just old school hard way. It's not a geyser. Yeah. Like if you were gonna pre blade too, you wouldn't do it right there. You do mm-hmm. it off over the eyebrow. Um, I don't. That's, know where, you go, that's where you can split someone open over the eyebrow. Oh, it's it's Ben Cook, by the way. Uh, races fan rocks. Who I always have to be very careful to enunciate. Because I'm not saying racist fans rock. I'm saying racist Ooh. fan rocks. Uh, says that it's Ben Cook. Uh, oh, it's Zeus King talking about the new skin in the chat, too. So if I offended you, I'm sorry. Stop reading Reddit. <laughs> it's like a Meltzer thing. Yeah, I just, I mean, who knows? Maybe I'm not saying it's completely impossible i'm saying it's improbable i I think there's maybe a five percent chance that that's what happened no byron we're not going another three hours in fact um no the show's over uh we're gonna fucking watch some rick and morty uh do we are we moving on to the rick and morty section of the show justin did you watch more episodes i have i have not man i haven't had the time yet and um you know i was I, i was really into this week's uh episode of lucha underground um me too the the high spots i will just say that uh i liked uh cage kind of selling the gauntlet thing mm-hmm. um, uh, i i fear for ray mysterio's safety How i was a that? little i was a little mad uh that taya and cage didn't really get to go in that match especially how good their their initial offering in lucha underground was between the two that was one of my main comments was like as soon as I see Taya and Cage getting ready to tie it up now, I don't even think about her like a woman wrestler at that point. I'm just like, ooh, I want to see this badass and this badass fight. Like, I really liked their match. It's one of my favorite Cage matches, one of my favorite tie matches. And I was pissed, like, the heat that they got from me in that spot where they were almost mm-hmm. locked up and then it all got broken up. Um, I also think it's funny. Um, I hope everyone enjoyed seeing sexy star on a baby face team because that's uh pretty much not going to work at all and now that she's facing taya at ultima lucha that's like i she's not going to be the baby face for anyone watching it on tv it's going to be totally taya is going to be the face and sexy oh, star is going to heal how is that even going to work we, on tv we we have such a story to tell you about that match that we can't tell you until it airs my yeah. fucking god but the but the uh the setup for it is official and it's there and um it's going to be interesting. And Whoa, wait. We have two fucking stories. We have a few. Just from that match. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Oh, God. I can't wait to talk about that match. And not for have, any good reasons. Do we still have our hidden podcast episode? Yeah, I got to find it. I got to find it. I mean, it should still be in the folder. I, I haven't touched it or moved it since. Um, it's with those move. brown eye picks that I sent you, Justin. Yeah. You asked for. Should be in there. Yeah. I got it. Yeah. Right there. Next to uh, Turbo Dong. Um, yep. So then um, the the backstage segment was pretty awesome. The gift with uh, Jeremiah bringing the steel in the gauntlet during the Atomicos match and then taking it back to Katrina. Um, j- and it looks like he's pretty much doing it just so he could get a little lip lock from her. Like, mm-hmm. bro, maybe get paid up front and maybe go for a little more than that. And he didn't even get that before Mill runs in and busts him all up. And then Cage oh, comes dude, in Justin, and the, turns into a three-way dance in the back. Crazy shit. 
you say that, but there was a deleted scene of him cranking it with the glove on. And yeah. so he didn't have anything else to negotiate for. So he just said, fuck it, kiss, whatever. I saw it. Yeah. But but there was some there's some interesting stuff coming out of that scene, like when Katrina's touching the glove, not being able to teleport. Um, so clearly the glove outside of it possessing people, just the glove itself has some power or some ability to affect her. I'm actually really starting to worry that Carmen Perez, um, our beloved Captain Vasquez, Captain Hotness, is gonna get killed. And if that happens, I was going to tell this to EV Dub earlier too. Like, I may be done with Lucha Underground forever. Like, I just don't know if I'm okay if somehow this glove causes her to lose her powers or get killed. I'm going to be pretty I pissed. I don't think it's going to happen. I think they should only kill people that aren't guests on our show or that have stood us up. Um, so I think it's uh, far fetched to think that. <laughs> well, then there's a few people that could die if it's people who have stood us up. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, but I think one's pretty fucking likely. But uh, I don't know. Uh, but um, yeah, you know, this. Uh, I'm I'm scared for Ray, dude. I'm scared for Ray. Matanza brought him. He's gonna. Be, oh, dude, his. I'm scared for Ray's butthole, bro. Okay, so so uh, in that match, you guys weren't there that weekend, but I was sitting right on the corner underneath the uh, the jib, and which was a total mistake. Like here I'm thinking, oh yeah, I'll get seat F1 for, you know, instead of sitting in the bleachers, I'll seat F1. So I'll be right there at ringside. Mm -hmm. But F1 is the one all the way against the wall, not the one on the aisle. See, we got that shit before too with the fucking Lotus Triad. Oh, God damn it. That sucks. No, but we were on we... the aisle for the Lotus Triad though. Yeah, what but we... we didn't have the one. We had the other number. Like We the, were, we were the... second row or whatever. Yeah, and... It's fucking weird, dude, because we did try to experiment with some seating when there was less of us as a big group. Well, this was a little bit of a failed experiment, except that the spot where Matanza murders Ray with a chair and throws mm -hmm. him into the wall was like in my lap. And awesome. I don't know if it was a sell or what, but all you heard was Oscar going, ah, like you heard <laughs> these little whimpers coming out of him that were like, oh, shit. Jeff just killed him. Like it was terrible. It was horrifying. And like they, they went so stiff and they sold the destruction of Ray so good that day. Like I couldn't even tell you guys about it afterwards. Like I didn't, I didn't have words when I left the temple that day. Cause a, the Pentagon match was great. And I wanted to make Casey feel bad that there was an awesome Pentagon match that he destroyed Dadge in that he didn't get to see. <laughs> Yeah, Casey always shows up when Pentagon loses, but then this one time where Pentagon just does his thing, it's a really good match because Dragon Azteca can go, and then he totally de decimates him at the end. It was perfect. It, it, it's not my fault that they book Pentagon to win once a season, okay? <laughs> it's not my fucking fault. <laughs> but then the Ray thing was amazing. Like, here's this guy that we all know to a certain extent, him coming into Lucha Underground is a favor. To, to a certain extent. It's like uh -huh. he's there to help out the whole product, to give the product the rub. And sure, he's being paid for it or whatever, but he has no problem doing jobs and, and setting up other guys. And if anybody ever questions Rey Mysterio or you know him being a real ambassador to the business, what is that? Price <laughs> check on a jacket. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a little Ke Kevin Sullivan to add some color to what you're saying. Oh, no, it's fine. 
Byron's face laughing <laughs> is, is the part that's throwing me off. Um, no, if anybody ever questions what Ray does for the sport, like no one is ever going to say Ray doesn't put over the up and coming guys that Ray doesn't let these guys get over on him. Like, dude, Matanza fucking mashed him. Like it was a brutal, brutal squash. Amazing. And now I don't know. Uh, I don't know what happens to Ray from here. I think that uh, I think that Ray's dead. I mean, like they didn't kill him. Kill him. Like, wasn't a backstage kill. Hey, squash head, but dude, the episode hasn't. The episode ended, dude. He gets, the, they, he gets dragged away at the end, and he's pretty lifeless. And that's that's it. I don't know if you ever see Ray Mysterio again on Lucha Underground, guys. He and might then you can be like, oh, he had contract issues, so let's have Dario film a scene saying he got fucked to death last week. Uh, this is, mm-hmm. You know, we don't know yet. So, yeah, I mean, uh, let's. Uh, we, there's a few episodes left. I know that next week is not the start of Ultima Lucha yet. I think we get the uh, the tag team match with Melissa and Phoenix and Marty and, and Mariposa or something. Oh, yeah, yeah. They, uh, they fucking, they, they've been hitting that hard. And plus, we get the Gift of the Gods match. Mm-hmm. So they, they said so that in the preview, too. Yeah, there's a couple of couple of big things left, and then it's just Ultima Lucha Trace, man, and then um, everybody will know what we know by that point, and then we can all talk about it. Except for the shit that, you know, we get on the download, like that two hours before the show where Eric was telling us fucking everything. Wow. I was, you guys don't even know. Oh, my God. They're going to GFW, all of them. It's a big <laughs> angle. Guys, no. I, have, I have questions. You know that's going to end that up in dirt somewhere. That didn't happen. I'm fucking around. That was I've, a joke. I have questions. I have questions. Yeah. Uh, so, um, Cody Rhodes is going to be fighting Minoru Suzuki. When? Like, soon. In Ring of Honor or New Japan? Ring of Honor. And you have Ring of Honor fans asking why they have to bring in Japanese wrestlers when they have plenty of good Ring of Honor wrestlers. Oh, like, do they? They don't even know who Suzuki Gun is, or it's it's embarrassing. Well, I, don't, I mean, Ring of Honor, reason. Ring of Honor is, is totally rated out now. They they don't have a whole lot going on there, do they? Well, even if they had everyone bringing in Minoru Suzuki to to fight your champion is amazing. Yeah, that's do awesome. That if you can, no one else could do that. I think it's awesome. Um. Well, speaking of uh, Ring of Honor getting rated a little bit, Wrestle Circus, I don't know if you guys watched it yet, but um, I'm really liking the wrestling on Twitch thing. If you have Amazon Prime, you get to subscribe free to one channel. Uh, I do that for uh, Wrestle Circus. Mm-hmm. So that's the one channel I subscribe to. I watched their show. Their, their show was a complete benefit for hurricane victims. Um which was awesome. They're they're in Texas, so it made. Oh, and sense. also, uh, subscribing to Amazon Prime gets you free shipping on the Mass Republic stuff that's on Amazon. So that's Ooh. pretty fucking dope too. And also, like I said on a previous podcast, hit me up on Twitter. Say, Casey, I have Amazon Prime. What movies should I watch? And I will recommend so much shit before I recommend Byron's movie or Boone the Bounty Hunter, both of which are on there. Which one is rated higher though? Which one is doing better financially? I don't know. Gee, um, which one? I, by I, put a, I put a pretty high rating in for the Bates haunting, and everyone thinks I worked on the fucking movie now, which I didn't. Nobody yeah. worked on it. Have you seen the quality of that thing? It's like a two man <laughs> show. That's a very well done movie. I'm joking. Like the story and, and the acting, some people say. 
I gotta say, Hell House LLC is the best version of Byron's movie that I've ever seen. Oh my god, <laughs> dude, that movie's fucking dope. I'm, I'm, I'm kidding, but I'm not. So, not- any, Casey, you, you should watch the Retro, Wrestle Circus if you haven't. There's a, uh, a Bisha. 666 mecha wolf and laredo kid match in there that's yeah i'm I'm sorry i'm not cool with the domestic violence shit you know you know what else okada is gonna fight evil dude that's fucking dope uh evil is the shit and uh i fucking love that guy because he's the japanese undertaker i wonder Uh, if he is going to win i think he might i don't think he's gonna win no he carries a giant death sickle yeah but he never fucking uses it bro he's got to hit him with that shit well now he has an opportunity where he needs to pull out all of the stops and, and i don't mean like fucking tiger jeet sing in new japan where he just hits people with the fucking handle no no you use the blade dumbass use the blade um i agree with zeus king too by the way jack evans keith lee was uh, also an awesome match at wrestle circus um, I like the Joey oh, Ryan match. Jack, wait, hold on. Jack Evans and Keith Lee wrestled each other. That's fucking dope. I want to see that. Yeah, you do. You do want to see that. <laughs> um, you also uh, Tessa Blanchard's match actually wasn't half bad. I think I liked her in this match better than I did at the uh, May Young Classic. What did you say you know, about her did, at the May Young Classic? Did you yes. know that um, she's Miflo's favorite female wrestler? Hmm. Mm. From the waist down and behind, maybe. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Just saying. Um, if anyone should be in the four horsewomen. So, uh, oh. what? I, did I, I didn't say anything. Someone I, already made that joke on Twitter and Ricochet liked it. Did they make oh. it about Did they make it about Lillian Garcia, too? No, Lillian Garcia is no, a nice, nice young lady. Dude, I don't care if someone's nice or not. I'm a fucking asshole. She's no Sarah Jessica Parker. Come on. No, but come on. No, no one. My feet. My feet are fucking hideous. Okay. Um, my feet my feet are hideous, and Sarah Jessica Parker's uglier than my feet. Yeah, clearly. Casey, you would probably also like the match that strongly featured Joey Ryan's dick. Um, it was against Chelsea Green initially, and Ooh. she was having a lot of trouble, and then literally his penis knocked her out cold she did a stretcher job from running into his penis and left the arena and then came back as crazy laurel van ness who was impervious to joey's penis and his penis gimmicks and she went over on him and it was actually very well done and very what what is the what is the reasoning that she's suddenly fucking immune to a baseball bat like donk because she took the baseball bat like dong to the head and it turned her into crazy crazed nympho that's not afraid of baseball bat dongs it made solid perfect booking. sense yeah solid booking yeah. I, I have no complaints it actually um, like for for a total comedy match a there was a bunch of really good spots in it um and b the the comedy was well written and they played it out and it, they got like 24 minutes or something for the match and it was it was worth it no, like a lot of people aren't giving Joey props for some of the crazy shit he's been doing, mostly because they didn't listen to me when I said watch his shit in DDT. Fuck all of you. Yeah, um, he's great. He's also smart. Also, um, every once in a while, he'll remind you how rich he is and how much money he makes. Yeah, but what's even better is when he puts a fucking lollipop in someone's mouth covered in thumbtacks and then kicks him in the fucking face. Amazing. Or when he has a dong match versus a zombie. Uh, yeah, well, it was like, you know, the severed arm. The zombie didn't really go for the dog. She lost the belt, bro. It sucks. Yeah. yeah. 
I'm gonna I'm gonna download Ty Dillinger for Fire Pro because I need more jobbers. Oh yeah, that match fucking sucked. Talk about under delivering Styles and Dillinger. I thought that yeah. shit was gonna be dope. No, um, that Ty Ty needs a little something right now. I don't know. It, it's it's missing right now up at the big show. He needs something. He, well, he had character. He has the character work to go up, but they didn't let him do anything beyond like NXT mid card. And him you know? kicking out of the finisher fucking sucked. Him kicking out of the tiebreaker, which is a dumb name for a finisher because it gets you the win, not a tie. That's why he's not getting wins. Um, so May Young. We didn't talk about May Young. Um, yeah, we did. We fucking talked about the whole fucking hand and the douche. No, no, no. The tournament. May Young was great. Say. But yeah, so the final. I thought that, I thought that Shayna should have gone over in the final. I really yeah, like the whole thing. No, no. Ho- Hojo's <laughs> the have, future, bro. Why do you have, why do you have Kari Sane win that? It's, because it's, she's the future of wrestling and she has a fucking contract with the company, Justin. Yeah, That's why you have her win it. It's all tainted from the CWC. It basically, they were going to have Tony Storm and, and uh, Hojo be have put on a great final match and also at that point you don't know who's going to win because they're both going to be signed or or are signed but mm-hmm. i think they brought in Shayna, not because they think that she's the greatest but because they're trying to do a push to sign ronda well and yeah. maybe something went down backstage that changed the finish of that thing because i could have sworn that Shayna, the 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 way to make that whole thing work was Kyrie not to get the win to be in the chase for it because giving that character a win that big this early is just like, to me, it just makes her Asuka's replacement. Yeah. If Uh, she loses at this point in time and you give her a little more underdog flair and a little more of a a quest for the gold, you know, the money's in the chase with her, I think, especially that character. It's not in being a dominant winner like Asuka. I mean, that's already been done. See, what they got to do, what they're doing is they're building the elbow drop is the most lethal fucking thing in the world so and that it's... they can steal they can steal the Pentagon spot and have her beat yeah. her with a fucking arm bar out of the elbow. I, so I think it's I think, coming. I think Shayna's going to get hung out to dry if Ronda Rousey doesn't sign. I think that's the deal. I think if they were able to make some sort of deal, and that's probably partially why they did it live to give them another few weeks to try and sign Rhonda. Well, and you know, Vince was backstage too. And Vince is probably like, uh, yeah, the little Japanese one's cuter. Booker, well, that, we're going to go over. That's <laughs> why he took the headbutt. That's he was there. He was trying to forget what Shanna Baszler looked like. Is that what you're yeah, saying? I'm just saying, you, I'm, saying I'm saying, you know how Vince is too, though. It's like Vince let, let, Paul go off and make this whole little tournament thing and do his little thing off in NXT land. And then you show up at a big SmackDown where Vince himself is there mostly because I heard that he was there because Ronda was there, that he wanted to glad hand her personally and try to get her to sign. Um, Uh, Yeah, dude. um, You know what they should have done is not had Natty put on such a shitty sharpshooter on that show. The Natty Naomi match was not my thing. Fucking garbage. Jesus Christ. Like here you have all the women from glow, 
like every decent professional female wrestler that WWE's had in the last 10 years sitting at ringside. You got Ronda Rousey and all these legit MMA fighters out there. Then you've got the final to the Mae Young Classic coming up. And then your title match for your women's belt is Natty versus Naomi, and it's a garbage fest. Oh, God, in the commentary. Oh, it was so bad that Carmilla was Carmilla was chumping the guys because either Byron or Tom, because they, they are the same person. Owens is right. They're right. like – which one of these girls would you rather beat the most? And she's like, I'd rather beat Natty because she's the fucking champion, dumbass. You know, like, come on. Seriously, I, I mean, I cleaned it up a little, but, you know. Yeah, uh, it was amazing, but I don't know. I, I really like the Mae Young Classic. I think it was uh, well done. I think it's the most that WWE has done to help out women's wrestling in a long time. I know everyone talks about the, the four horsewomen coming up from NXT, the, the wrestling ones and their impact on everything. But I think they've also shown that in the big ring on the big stage, they aren't 100% there yet. Um, this tournament, however, was the right thing, the right way to take it to the next level. Yeah. And I think that everyone got the right kind of rub from it. I actually am curious to see where some of those stars end up. Um, and you're seeing them on other promotions and stuff already. And I think a lot of those women just from being in that tournament are going to be stars wherever they show up. And WWE is honestly stupid not to book you know to sign more of them immediately well you got like some of them just in the tournament already look like they're ready to be on the main stage like tony storm has has you don't need to know anything about her she comes to the ring she already has a look where all right she's she's pretty and you're like okay i like her let's see what she does but she has that personality that immediately wins you over like you said last time a little bit of that joey ryan sort of um appeal <coughs> But she's also only 21. Yeah. So you don't have to rush her through anything. You're If you play it right, you have her act making money for a long time. And she also can add edge to it. She has not the person, but the adjective. And also, um, she's she has an accent. She's British, and, which is another interesting thing. And so... We'll see. I mean, she's way more interesting than Bailey. That's for sure at this point. Well, I think you can see that Vince wasn't involved in the regular booking of this tournament because yeah. all of the monster women who were getting over great with the crowd, the Indian girl, the German oh. girl, they were totally getting over and they lost their matches. Like if Vince was booking this tournament, that would have never happened. Well, Not yeah, in a million years. You also had just good competition. And everyone was getting over, even in their well, losses. I know, but I felt like by the third round, you're just a you got a bunch of indie darlings. Yeah, and don't really have the WWE product, which is fine. It partially made it the tournament good, but it's also like, yeah, but I know how this works out. These people aren't going to really get over at the end of the day. So we'll see how how Kare does, and we'll see how what happens when it comes to Shayna Baszler now. Um, we'll see what happens with Tony Storm. I think Tony Storm got way over. I think that she's. I, I, I'd put Tony Storm on Raw tomorrow. Yeah. Uh, put her with Alexa Bliss. Let them let them make a real division. They're stars. Absolutely. Uh, a, would, a lot of these would, other girls are not. I would take. Has Viper anyone grabbed? Has anyone grabbed the uh, the sh the ship steering wheel and held it in front of their groin and said it's driving me nuts? Has anyone not done yet. that yet? Not yet. It's coming though. There's you money know, in there. I'm pretty sure that was the first thing Jim Ross did. Oh and god! That's why they had to redo commentary for his matches. It's driving me nuts, pal. 
Hey, my last comment, my last comment for the week is, uh, and I said, I tweeted him and tagged him in this when I said it on, on Twitter, uh, the 205 live promos are worse than KG's commentary at Triple Mania. They were so oh, brutally bad. I, can, I cannot watch. I cannot watch the first five to ten minutes of any yeah. episode of Two Hundred Five Live, and then it makes me not care about their wrestling at all. But uh, Drew Gulak's thing, where he brought in Tekken Okada, was amazing. Oh. Yeah, Drew Gulak's fucking ripoff of the mighty Super Sasadongo machine in DDT, the master, the true master of PowerPoint. You know what? None of our listeners know what I'm talking about because none of them listen to my recommendations. That's why you that's why should professor- have put it up as the match of the week this week. Then, come on, where's your match of the week, Professor? That no one watched it because I would. I get always heat. do. See, you do, but you know yeah, that the concept is that you know. Yeah, sure, you did. You didn't even watch fucking Lucha Underground this week. Try it, it. Try it. Try it Ten again, stars. Casey. Put up another match of the week, and then we will we'll get people to watch it this time. I'll do it next week, and if I don't get a full book report from each one of you listeners, oh, it's on like neckbone, sucker. <laughs> All right. Well, I did get to watch Price Check on a Jackass again this week, which I hadn't that seen in a fun. long time. Uh, price Check on a Jackass. I'm not going to do it because you know what? You know what? You said that was going to be your last comment like 10 comments ago. So I'm going to make my my last comment. And my last comment is, hey, man, here's Alex Wright. If you want to know what the Germans are about, pick me and we'll have a hell of a victory. I promise. Cut the show. Cut it. I'm, Be nervous, in the mix. I'm nervous right now. What you just do that for? I love all of it. Byron, do you have anything else to say? Uh, stay cool and be in the mix. Oh, um, so, so until next time, stay calm and stay in the mix. 